welcome to Drunk Bitches and Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. So today, we have Ray, Jen, Michi, and I'm your host, Michelle. So grab a drink of your choice, drunk delegates, and let's get started. So what is everybody drinking today? Uh, we are drinking today a Messina Hoff wines. I've been all about the Texas wines lately. Um, Texas wines are really exciting to me. Uh, so we have Messina Hoff, and this is the bow, which is a tribute to beauty. And it's naturally sweet, and of course it's made here in Star State, <laughs> Texas. And I was reading the back of the bottle, and this is something that I found really interesting, because we had another... Messina Hoff variety last week that I really enjoyed. Yes. Um, so this particular variety that we have today is not as dry as last week, but they did put some interesting information on the back of this bottle is that Messina Hoff was established in 1977 and it's the marriage of two family heritages dating back seven generations to Messina, Sicily, and Hoff, Germany. Germany. Oh. Uh, uh, hello, hello, brunch wine. Yes, yes, Hoff. yes. Um, and it is labeled as this tribute series honoring the gratitude one has for so many blessings in life. Aww. That's my kind of one. Oh it's like you drink and then you reflect on all your yeah. blessings. Which is kind of what we do it's on Drug Bitches and Politics. Right. Just, just FYI, everybody, because I don't want y'all to be disappointed. We did pregame. <laughs> I mean, give us some credit. We did. Um, so we pre-gained with some homemade sangria that I made. Mm-hmm. So yes, I hope everybody good. likes it. I mean, there's nothing like a sangria when it's starting to get warm and spring. And I have no idea what brand it is or anything like that because it's in a pitcher now with, <laughs> with ice and fruit. But but it's good. <laughs> oh yes. So what back, else? Back to this wine. Back to Missing Hall. <laughs> um, so this is gonna be a little bit on the sweeter side. It has semi-sweet flavors uh, with fruity and floral notes, uh, and they balance with boldness and weight. So this is pairs very well with spicy foods, which I can see to cut off that spicy, mm-hmm. and barbecue. So okay. next time we do a barbecue, we'll grab another bottle of this to Absolutely. find out. But it certainly did pair well with my eggs and salsa. And bacon. Ah. And bacon. <laughs> yeah. So it's delicious. Check this out. You can find it at any store around you in Texas. Uh, it is a Texas variety, so it shouldn't be very hard to find. Again, Messina Hoff. Awesome. Oh, yay. Uh, and a little, um, just uh, one of those facts that you don't really do need to know, but it popped in my head about Texas wines, that it's an unknown fact because everybody thinks you go to Napa Valley. Wine, <laughs> yeah. But Fredericksburg actually has more visitors every year than Napa Valley. Oh, so, really? Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say fuck you, California. Because <laughs> I've never been to Napa Valley. I've always wanted no, to go. you don't say but, fuck you, California. You say Texas, bitch. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yes, little old Fredericksburg, Texas, where you can still walk around and drink wine and beer. Yeah. No. Yeah, which is very rare in the state of Texas. Yes. Um, but it's visited more times a year than Napa Valley. So, yeah. Texas, bitch. Texas, bitch. <laughs> oh, and I do believe that in Grapevine, um, where Messina has a winery, mm. you can walk around and drink there, too. We yes, really need can. a Grapevine trip. I know. Yes. We need to just, like, try to pod out of a winery. We tried. Ray complained about the sound. Shut that down. <laughs> well, not outside. But maybe if we in the got wine, like in, in the cellar with well, the wine bottles, yeah. <laughs> that might be dangerous for, for the yeah for the owners of the winery and us. Mm. 
But um, but so love it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun for us. It'll be a lot, yeah, of, fun. A lot of fun that. for our drug delegates. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and thank you, drug delegates, for joining us. And if we have any new drug delegates, welcome. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, episode eight. I just kind of wanted to go around the table and just see how everybody's week was. Things happen, Jen. Well, um, besides I think, Lego tape, I well, <laughs> yeah. I so I found Lego tape. And that was amazing. The best thing that happened all week was preparing for the apocalypse, and the apocalypse didn't come. <laughs> Are you like I was? And you were giving me shit for I it. Was. I started telling you that there was no fucking apocalypse. Well, the news kept saying, "Well, it's going to be eleven now. It's going to be midnight now. It's going to be two a.m." I'm like, "Listen, I'm tired. Can we let's, postpone this?" Let's clarify which apocalypse we're oh, talking about because we did have um, the Mueller report drop. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? Everybody's going to think, it did happen! So our our local news, um, the Texas Storm Chasers and, and, you know, all the local news channels... In North Texas. We're saying, uh, like, yeah. DFW area and and north of us. We're saying that we were going to get this huge storm. It was going to be tornadoes and baseball-sized hail. Just to clarify, like, how serious they were about this... Amazon closed its headquarters yes. at Ooh. 3 o'clock and we're sending employees home. Um, Amazon. Yeah, it wasn't their headquarters. It was a, a couple the of people because they right. have like a bunch of warehouses. I know. Yeah, the Coppell so office. They, yeah, they closed down their warehouses and sent people home. <laughs> so, yeah, people left work. People were out there like putting mattresses and pants <laughs> and jackets on their cars to protect from hail. Pool, pool, pool noodles. noodles. Pool, noodles. Pool, pool noodles. And apparently there's like a giant thing called the hail something that you can put your car in. It looks like a yes, giant. Yes, it's a big bubble. It's a big old yeah, giant I bubble. <laughs> People were just out there doing the most. There was cardboarding. Yeah. There's also let's, let's be grateful that it actually really didn't happen. And there actually was some big hail. It just happened to be where there weren't a whole lot of people. Or no people, like in the fields and stuff on the outskirts. Yeah, so and it was further out west. Yeah, early on. There are right. a lot of people who are really excited about <laughs> storm watching, storm disaster porn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but there are a lot of people that were hoping that hail would come wreck the shit out of their house. <laughs> So that they could justify needing to get it repainted. Oh, yeah. I, those people, I have an insurance guy that can talk to you about that. Those are people because it saves them a lot of money. Yeah, not always. <laughs> so. I look. I, I had that person whole, is really, really the, smart. Yeah, I think that depends on depends on that damage is. I had my Netflix out. like all set up for my thunderstorm movie. Matt Love Jones on cue. Mm-hmm. I was gonna listen, listen to the, and then the rain didn't come. So it was. I was disappointed. We got rain. We got, we actually got at like pretty, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't pretty, hear it. I was I dead. slept like a it was baby. Thunder, and oh, that was gosh. it. <laughs> We're happy though. We had some good like wind and stuff out here, and I didn't get to sleep because Brady was shaking like a leaf. Poor Aww. baby, my, my dog is scared of storms. But um, so Ray, anything funny, interesting? Well, I don't want to make everybody jealous. Um, I was able to secure tickets to go see the amazing three-year-olds play soccer. And there is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Secure tickets. <laughs> Secure tickets. Yeah, like, 
I was like, what is this new Broadway play that's coming to Dallas? She's talking she, about seeing Hamilton or something. Oh, yeah. You guys can go see the Cowboys, go say the Mavericks, pick another team that I can't think of right now. But I got to go see the sidekicks. I think that's what they're called. I don't know, the green shirts. I got to see the green shirts take on the light green shirts. Um, <laughs> my granddaughter is playing soccer and she her biggest contribution is as the team medic because every time <laughs> someone fell she rushed over to check on them whether Aww. it was her team another team, other team if Aww. she was dribbling the ball and headed towards the goal and Tommy fell she was going to check on Tommy <laughs> so, cute. so yeah that was that, that was, was my highlight of the week Aww. <laughs> I love that. Missy. You've been getting ready for Easter and that. Well, I've, I've been, I don't, I don't, miss, no, that's not a highlight. Um, <laughs> no, ma'am. That is not a highlight. Easter is a frenzy. I've been, we've been shopping almost every single day trying to find a perfect dress. At first, Monday and Tuesday, it was Sydney trying to find a perfect dress. And then Wednesday and Thursday was Zoe trying to find a perfect dress. And then Friday, yesterday was me and I did find a really good dress. So I'm really excited. It's just, it's Easter and we're black and it's just a really, really big Eastering <laughs> while black. Day. Yeah, I did. I posted it on so my Facebook. I have a like, question because I wonder how long a Catholic mass lasts because that's what I've always been to my entire uh-huh. life versus Easter mass at a black church. Oh, honey, we're going. Like, I wonder, if you, I wonder if we could go toe to toe on that. Well, yeah. no, you can't because okay. we're going, we're going to go a good four to six hours. Like oh, you can't can't wow. touch this. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it there, there will be overflow because this is when everybody shows up to church. Right. Yeah, their second um, time of the year. To- and <laughs> it, there will be there will be hats. There will crown. be fashion. There They're will not be hats. Crown. They are crowns. Yes, honey. There will be all sorts of things going on. Fashion, colors. It is a sight to behold. Easter to black church. Is it's amazing? Yeah. Yes. Lots yeah. of lots of good stuff. Uh, my mother in law was already texting me all week this week. Like, do you have dresses? Do you have this? I was like, I got, it. I got it. We're good. And she was really excited about Easter. She was like, Are you gonna spend the night? I was like, I'm not gonna spend the night, but we'll be there Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, so yes, that's finally done. So the little girls still wear the gloves. The yeah, the little, gloves yeah, they stuff. do. Um, or the little like socks the with the socks. lace. Oh, I love. Um, well, mm-hmm. my children are different. My children are high fashion children. Um, so Sydney chose an imitation Oscar De La Renta high low uh, dress. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> with a lace bust, um, <laughs> as she will be giving the Easter speech and singing. So she will be there. Perks serving the Lord runway. <laughs> the granddaughter of the, the pastor. Yes, also the daughter, uh, granddaughter of the pastor. So yes, she will be serving all sorts of looks at uh, Jesus' resurrection. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Um, it is a fashion show. Oh, it it's is. a fashion I mean, show. When my mom was younger, my aunt was younger, they had to wear hats every day. Uh-huh. And, and when I was young, we wore gloves and the lacy socks. So we did not everybody wore a hat, but you... You would still see people in hat when I was younger, and now it's just, you know, I mean, they still dress up for Easter, I think, going to yeah. Mass in the Catholic Church, but it's not like it used to be. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you're you are wearing, 
You're dressed like you're about to go through the heavens gate right. on, on Easter Sunday. Look in your best. <laughs> yeah, and so I had that going on, and it's finally done, so I'm glad to have that done. And um, you guys know I have a new candidate who's running for Congress, so I spend a lot of my time going through numbers mm. and getting ready for fundraisers, which is really exciting. A really large, our opponent has over $1.4 million in the bank. So there's a lot of fundraising coming ahead that we're really excited yeah. about doing. So yeah, that's Ooh. what's been keeping me busy, but it's exciting work. Hey. So my highlight of the week is my Aldi trip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tell me all about it. So brunch today was um, by Aldi. <laughs> um, Aldi, if you're hearing, I love your store. Um, and it's, I mean, it's in our neighborhood. I don't go there enough, and I should because it is, I mean, I could walk there mm -hmm. if I wanted to. Uh, but that's where, yeah, I just, they have the best fruit and all that kind of stuff. But they also have just like little things that they're not there every week. And Jen, I don't know if you've ever been to our Aldi. Nope. So, cause Jen and I live pretty close to each other, but, um, yeah, I mean, they'll have some stuff that's not there every week. So if you see something new and you think you want to try it. it or yeah, yeah, you grab it, but they have the best fruit. I'm going to be one of those. And people. that's where I got the sangria today and it was so good. I wish I could remember the brand, but I'm one of those people that will admit that I severely underestimated Aldi. I was like, yeah. I was like, first of all, bitch, I don't want to buy no fucking grocery bags. I don't want to do any of that shit. <gasps> I don't want to fucking put cart. a quarter in a cart. Did you get back? No. I was like, no, I'm not right. doing that. Right. Um, and then I went one time and I found out that like they have really good produce. Yes. <laughs> the cheese is delicious. Yes. And then I found out that the brother who owns Trader Joe's That's, owns Aldi. Yes. And I was like, okay. Because the quality of the food was really good. And I really, I like, I'm a believer now. Yeah. 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 And they've got a clearance aisle that's amazing. Yeah. If you, and, I mean, they have stuff like car wax. <laughs> so random, right? If you want to get like, oh, yeah, I need to go to the store and get some mangoes. And they do have and good car wine. freshener. They do have good wine. They do. Yes. They've got a, it's very cute and dainty, like little wine section. Yes. But it's awesome. Now um, that we, we've gotten all the people that we want to sponsor us out. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, no, we're not getting paid for that. <laughs> Aldi, you want to give us some wine? <laughs> I'm here for that. Um, okay, so let's get to our topics this week. All right. Oh, oh Missy tried to pop a ball of wine. It popped it. before. It, <laughs> it so wow, did not pop. That was a dud. <laughs> Maybe because we were sitting with the cork for too long while everybody's talking. Here, I'll just do it. <laughs> yes, saddest pop of all time. We'll fix that in editing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> all right, so I miss she um, pours me a refill. Yes, pour more. Glug glug you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so the first thing on today's agenda is the Mueller report. Ah, <laughs> And the redacted Mueller report, so the, the entire Mueller report's 448 pages long. I think, what did you say, like 30-some-odd pages? 39 are, pages. Are completely removed, and mm -hmm. then from that, it's redacted information that was given to the public. Congress still doesn't have the full report, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But I want to get everybody's take on the Mueller report. <laughs> it's, oh, I think every week we could name it It's a Lot. <laughs> no, this episode is called Fuck Shit. <laughs> and I'll, there is two, there is two volumes, 
of pure <laughs> fuck shit. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you could, we could actually, from the Mueller report, probably have like a four hour episode because you could take white privilege and talk about how the Mueller report has tons of that in there. How, Ugh. yeah, there's, he, tr- so because he tried to commit crimes but didn't actually go through with it, it's, they're still not chargeable. Like, I don't, I still don't understand that part. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I don't so know much. what you're talking about on my <laughs> part. <laughs> so much. Like, one of the things that has stood out to me from everything I've read and everything I've seen is that he tried to commit crimes so many times, and thank God he had the right people on his team that kept pulling him back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a combination of people who were like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that, and then other people who were just bumbling idiots that weren't successful. Yeah. But, okay, so I want to start with my first initial thoughts is that if we hadn't been finding out things all along the way over the past two years, if this report came out and it's the first time that we're hearing all this discussion about obstruction and conspiracy, it would be nearly impossible to look at this fucker as not being guilty. But because for a lot of people, and that includes the media, they have been like frogs in boiling water. We're hearing stuff a little bit. We get used to it. It's like, oh, this is what he does. This is what he does. And so we're not accepting it as the amazing amount of information of such fuckery yeah as it is of which that's a good point because one of the things we do have to do is give outlets like msnbc and cnn they're just due they did a great job most of the shit that they had been telling us throughout this whole time that was dubbed fake news Mm -hmm. it's accurate in all in this report it's accurate and so they did a really good job of like telling us all of this shit of course it's hard for us to believe or like go oh my god really but it t- it's all in this report. And what was really interesting to me was the fact that, okay, yeah, thank God <laughs> that there are people that were like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing this, which is awesome. Right. It turns out, Yay for you them. know, working for Trump really fucking sucks. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> and these people were like, we're not going to do that. But in this report, um, there are 10 counts of instances where obstruction took place. Yeah. Took place, not might have, right. took place. Yeah. Um, there was a request to try to fire Mueller for no just reason. And there were all sorts of requests to try to stop the investigation uh, from happening. Because the day that Mueller himself was named as the acting person who was going to be leading this investigation, Trump goes, and it's in the report, this is the end of my presidency. Oh, I'm fucked. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's, fucker. Let's you're get fucked. this exact quote. Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm fucked. Oh, yeah, you are <laughs> fucked. And you're talking, the 10 things you're talking about, I just want to make sure, and I'm not going to run through all 10. Of course, I think it's of the course. Same thing, or maybe we should, but it's. We should. Pressure on Comey mm-hmm. to and probe of uh, Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Trump's reaction to just continuous Russia talk. The firing of Comey and its mm-hmm. aftermath. Yeah. The appointment of the special counsel and efforts to remove him. Mm-hmm. Further efforts to curtail <laughs> the special counsel's investigation. Mm-hmm. Efforts to prevent public disclosure of evidence. Mm-hmm. Additional efforts to have Sessions take control of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the whole Sessions thing. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. Everything oh. about Oh, my that God. That, that was, yeah. Trump orders White House counsel to deny Trump to fire <laughs> Trump's actions towards Flynn, Manafort, and other possible witnesses. Trump's actions towards Michael Cohen. Right. So, the Sessions thing. Tell us about the Sessions thing. Oh, my God. So, he wanted 
Sessions to unrecuse himself. Yeah. Right. And when he wouldn't, and I'm this is this is I'm paraphrasing. This mm-hmm. is just the gist of it. Mm-hmm. He wanted him to unrecuse himself, and when mm-hmm. he wouldn't, he fired him. So if and you another, take, I also read somewhere that Sessions actually had his resignation letter on him for weeks. Yeah. yeah. Leading up to that, because yeah. he was like ready to go. Yeah. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> I don't give a fuck yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like and even s- Sessions has his <laughs> letter. <laughs> <laughs> like a terrible person. <laughs> Already, Bogard. <laughs> Speaking of him having a letter, like <gasps> Flynn, every time he walked into the office, he had his resignation letter on him, so that at any point he could be like, "Nope, I'm out. Um, yeah, this this is it. Yeah, Michael Jackson, I'm done." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but what's so annoying to me about all of this is that okay, so a lot of these people. Trump made all kinds of demands that people wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So these people saved Trump from actually obstructing justice, but they're not heroes. They were really just looking to save themselves. Nobody looked at this and said, I'm not going to do that. That's immoral. That's wrong. It's unethical. They just went like, I'm not doing that because I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> and so they were just, these are the a different type of people that we're talking about. Different type. And they're mm-hmm. heroes by default. Yeah, they are, but they're reluctant heroes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And he wasn't really successful at obstructing, even though he tried like crazy. Well, yeah, that's why he got caught. Right. He, <laughs> right. He right. And he always said that he's like, I didn't, you, it's not obstruction if there's no crime. It's not obstruction it's like, if you don't know that you're obstructing. Well, right. But <laughs> the thing is, is that attempting to obstruct justice mm-hmm. is still obstruction. Yeah, it's a, it's it is. a crime. Mm-hmm. It's like... I didn't murder you. I just tried to. Yeah. So that, that was unsuccessful. Exactly. Attempted murder is still a crime. Attempted assassination. Attempted yeah. burglary. All of these attempts. That is the crime. The minute you yeah. try to do the shit yeah. is when you're I, doing the shit. I, I attempted to go through DFW Airport with bags <laughs> of heroin. But I, was stopped, Y'all stopped but I was stopped. Y'all stopped. But I was stopped. I was unsuccessful. So therefore, right. If you just let me walk through the airport and into my car, maybe then it would have been a crime. But people but get arrested for obstruction of justice when, I mean, their form of obstruction didn't actually stop anything. <laughs> and they still get arrested. So it's no different right. for Trump. And also, <laughs> it doesn't rely on it actually being a crime that they're trying to obstruct you from. It's the right. attempting it's because, of a right. crime. Because if you are truly successful at obstructing justice, they wouldn't be able to find a crime. Right. So then we would never have anyone ever charged with obstruction. Yeah. And it's like you've hired killers, right? If you're trying to hire a right. killer to kill your... If you're doing really well and you murder part, people... Your partner, and husband, that, wife. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you do it really well and people just think they commit suicide or that they just died of natural causes, then we'd never have anybody charged with murder. Hitmen. Yeah. And... So, <laughs> Bill what Barr is the most irritating person on the face of this planet right now to me. Bulldog. That fucker has no idea no. who he works for. You may be appointed by the president, but you don't fucking work for the president. Right. Nope. You work for the citizens of the United States of these here United States. Yeah. And I was really irritated by him going up there as soon as the report comes out. And he was like, yep, no obstruction. No, no collusion. Repeated, no solution, repeated, no collusion. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's the Trump has his own lawyers. You're America's lawyer. And he went mm-hmm. and he went before a press that had not because it was immediately right. after it was immediately that after. Had, had not even seen the report yet, so I had no chance 
to even ask him questions or anything no. like that. I mean, he obviously did that on purpose. And what I loved, and I think you said this, Mishy, is that one of the reporters, the last reporter that asked a question said, why did you, why are you holding this press conference before we've had a chance to see it? Right. And he's just like, uh, no obstruction. My, let me grab my papers. I'm off the stage. <laughs> no obstruction. No collusion. <laughs> and he was out. He ran with his tail tucked. The little bulldog ran with his tail tucked between his legs. <laughs> it's, it, it's so frustrating to me that we're supposed to have someone who's supposed to be acting on behalf of the citizens of the United States to give us accurate information. And it seems that his number one thing on his agenda is to try and protect this president. Mm-hmm. And the thing I that upholds me the most is that they're not even trying to do this in a way that we can't notice it. It's like, they're you're showing your whole ass out here. We can all see your butt ass naked right. and we can see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, have because, some fucking coop about the way that you're doing things. But Trump's face loves that. They love the fact that Barr... That, that there are no lines of separation no, and that, that we have Barr's a dictator. Protect, yeah, because they feel like Trump needs protecting. His Trump's base, base has no that. fucking clue what's going on. They, they really don't. They really well, don't. That's like what his causes. true, true base, that yeah. little 30% of the yeah. of the Republican voters, yeah. they don't know what the fuck is going on. But the rest of us do. The rest or of us are contingent. Well, or I mean, the rest of us have seen Scandal, and we've seen David <laughs> That's right. go after Fitzy. I don't know how Fitzy. I don't know how many freaking times. So we understand what an AG is supposed to be doing, right. and Barr right. is not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. he's absolutely not doing that. Um, I, I guess my my point too, or one of the things that popped in my head was the relationship between Mueller and Barr, which the working relationship or non-working mm-hmm. relationship, right? Where right. I, it's, to me, this is not just about Trump, you know, the conspiracy to co- commit obstruction or committing obstruction or whatever, but it, it's everybody else that was involved in this mm-hmm. and how um, I, we were watching a show earlier where they brought up the point of if we ever really thought that Trump was going to have to face the music, we're sadly mistaken because everybody else who has been questioned and then brought charges on and convicted, pled guilty or whatever, have either gotten off with very light sentences or hasn't even gone to jail yet. Right. And these are people who fucking pled guilty. Yeah. And they're still yeah. not behind bars besides, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, uh, P, the P word. is in, he's the only one that's in prison right now, right? Yeah, not for a very long time either. But like, 18 months, yeah. right? So I, I have a theory on that. And it's a okay. little bit of a long theory, but I'm going to lay it out here for you folks. And there's a reason why Trump said he was fucked, because he knows he's fucked. Okay. Um, and I have a theory about this. And it, Is it tinfoil hat time, or we don't even need a tinfoil hat? We don't even need tinfoil okay. hat time. Put your tinfoil it's, away, I, people. I want to give, <laughs> I wanna give the, facts. the OG shit. himself, Robert Mueller, OG of the day. That's not even a segment, but he's OG of the day. Okay. I was going through this report and I was reading this and Mueller has an understanding of how all of this shit works that I think goes over most of our heads. And just by looking at the report, you can understand that he has set up every single thing that we need to impeach this fucker. Mm -hmm. And it starts off in the two volumes of fuck shit. (laughs) Um, There's one volume where he says there's no evidence of collusion. There's we can't at this time state for sure that the president hasn't been involved in any sort of collusion, might as well get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, but on the other hand, let me tell you about obstruction. Right. 
I'm not going to say that he is guilty of obstruction, but I will tell you if I thought he was innocent of obstruction, I would put it in the report. Yes, I have a quote on that. They said, quote, if we had confidence after this thorough investigation that the president did not commit obstruction of justice, we'd say that. And that is an attempt to try and... Because he understands that the DOJ has a sitting law that they cannot bring charges upon a sitting president. So in an effort to not prejudice this case, what he did do was say, there's nothing I can do about this. But you know who can? Congress can. Yes. And should you decide to throw the hammer down on this fucker, here's all the evidence that you need, bitch. Right. It's right here. Exactly. Here's the hammer. Here's the hammer. So now... The roadmap, as they're calling it now. Right. The roadmap. Yeah. And so... What he's done is that he was successfully able to say, yeah, if I thought it was innocent, I'd have told you about it. I'm not going to say he's guilty so that I don't prejudice this case so you can really throw the hammer at this fucker. Oh, here's all the shit that you need. Right. <laughs> Let's go. And you have all the power. Right. Right. So now I'm interested to see what Congress is going to do because he has laid everything out perfectly. And I think it took a person of this caliber to run this investigation and bring forth this report the way that it's been brought for it to like we can we have just cause for impeachment y'all we have 10 just causes for impeachment here and like um, real impeachment not just right. oh you know hey he might have colluded with the no, Russians no, no. we got it all laid out we in this got report it. even the parts that are not blacked out and it is <laughs> it is possible to not only impeach this fucker yeah while voting his ass out in 2020 so yeah. it is so exciting I think Mueller did an excellent job and just the way that he ran this. I know a lot of people will have said they were like, you need to find collusion. You should have said well, this. He, said Mueller even said in the very beginning, this is not about collusion, mm-hmm. right? Well, because the thing he is... He said this is about finding obstruction or uh, obstruction of justice yeah. or whatever. He said, this is not... I didn't go into this trying to find collusion. Right. And the issue with collusion is that... It has become a buzzword because mm-hmm. Trump keeps fucking saying it. Mm-hmm. Which is why right. I love the fact that Mueller went in, right, guns blazing in the right. very beginning and said, this ain't about collusion. Right. But also, collusion is not a crime. Right. Conspiracy to commit what, or whatever. Treason, whatever. Yeah. It, it's the conspiracy piece. So yeah. collusion, you can work together with somebody on something and collude some shit, and that's actually not anything. And so the issue more is about the conspiracy. Did you plan to do these mm-hmm. things? Because yeah. y'all might have worked together on some shit, but you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. But did you actually put forth somewhere with this? And I think that personally, him going out there and saying there's zero evidence I, and making a judgment on collusion, because right. notice the two differences. He doesn't make a judgment on obstruction, but he makes a judgment on collusion. Yeah. And says, there isn't anything. We didn't find anything. Yeah. But you want something? Here's something. And I think that that lends... More credence to what he's saying because he's saying there's nothing here, but there is something here. And I think that makes all the difference. Well, and I think he clarified with the conspiracy piece, the collusion mm-hmm. conspiracy thing, is that Russia definitely interfered in the election. They, oh, no totally. Or buts. They yeah. call that out. Yes. And they definitely wanted to help Trump. And yeah. the so answer was, was Trump involved? There's right. no evidence of Trump being involved. The Trump campaign wanted to help. 
But they couldn't prove anything any, that any Americans would be charged. But that really is because there's such a high bar to establish the criminal activity with it. It had to be one of two main things. Yeah. Hacking or election law violations. And those fucking morons couldn't hack to save their lives. <laughs> so That's why and that's and Wikileaks And everything it. around it, like, some people say, well... The hacking of Hillary's emails, but that's by proxy. Yeah, by proxy, Trump exactly. stood up there and said, "Hey, Russia, give me those emails." That by the end of the day, they were hacking. Which Hillary was shit. already doing that. Like, they were doing right, it. but, but he asked still... specifically, and they helped yeah. do that for yes. him. And but that's still by proxy. He didn't go exactly. out there and hack anything. So yeah. the other piece comes to the election law violations, and the frustrating part about election law violations and. I mean, I guess I say frustrating because in this case, I want the bastards to all be caught. But then as someone who's worked on a campaign, I know that I can't possibly know everything. And I would really hate to think that I got <laughs> busted for doing something I didn't know about. It's super hard to prove. Mm-hmm. It is. It's because really hard to prove. In this case, you have to have intent yeah. and you have to be aware of the law yeah. to understand it. Right. So you have to show that intent to break the law in order to get it. So it's right. like when you when you rob a bank. I didn't know robbing a bank was wrong. Right. Oh. See, that's different though. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's what the but that's part. why you wore that mask, right? Yeah. Right. So right. Oh, you were doing no, something. No, it, it, it was cold. Right. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really cold. Yeah. So they couldn't prove that any of the people that met in that big famous Trump Tower uh, meeting, the one about adoptions slash sanctions, yeah. that they knew they were breaking the law. And Donnie and, was one of them, Junior. Yes. So ignorance of the law is normally not a defense, but with election law violations, you have to prove intent. So mm. you have to. Ignorance of the law is somewhat a defense. And so these fucking idiots, because they don't know how to run a campaign, no. they actually didn't break a campaign law, an election law. And I'm like grabbing I'm my so forehead. Right, because I know that there's at a certain point in time they talked about well, should Donnie Jr. be charged or whatever? Well, should they at least be? Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they have at least subpoenaed him? Or is Mueller wanting Congress to subpoena Donnie and Jr. now? They and, want, exactly. and the president, because they can subpoena the president. Yes, they well, yeah. can. Yes, they can. I want that to happen. And if if and this is why I think Mueller is so intelligent. Had he done this prior to Congress even touching this thing, that would have given this fucker opportunity to be prepared and cook up all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. But now he's laid everything out there. Congress is everything. Now they can say, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And he doesn't have time or years to spend trying to say that Congress is after a witch hunt on him. Right. The evidence is here. Come on up. Step to the congregation. Let's talk about it. You, Donnie. Melania, all of y'all, come on down. <laughs> come on down. Come on down. Let's spend this week with Ivanka and Jared. And one of the things that I want to talk about with the with the Hillary emails, yes, he didn't do it himself, but he definitely asked mm-hmm. for that yeah. to be done. And this is in the report. He he asked, and it, it happened. Ask, well, you shall receive. That was part of the. I mean, I think that was part of the ongoing conversations from the very beginning mm-hmm. of Donnie meeting with the Russian adoption, quote unquote, adoption lady. <laughs> was hey, if you can, I mean, Russians came to Russians came to them and said, we possibly can right. have some dirt on Hillary for you. Would you be interested in? It? And they were like, of course, and they would. did. And that's also in the report here that says the campaign expected to fully benefit from stolen information released by the Russians. Yeah, but. They didn't steal it. They were just beneficiaries. It's like yeah. there's so many nuances to I this know. that are so irritating. But can and you I get imagine it? if you you st- robbed a bank and you gave me the money? Right. Like, I benefited from that. I totally would become somehow considered an accomplice. Right. 
And but yet it's not in the mm. same situation. Mm. And then this whole thing of him going, I could have fired everybody if I wanted. I could have fired Mueller if I wanted. No, fucker. You couldn't have because you yeah, you could have, but the consequences of what would have come with that, with no just cause, that would have been some shit coming down. And he only didn't do it because the people who were around him were like, Look, dude, I don't I don't think this is the right thing to do. Do and you do you think Trump thinks to this day, that he's still fucked. Like, is he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, his, now even more so than his ever. Twitter is a fucking nightmare. Okay. Oh he my god! Like, a reporter for Playboy of all things. Um, <laughs> they actually have some really good news articles. Yeah, and he wrote he wrote a really good piece. He was actually kind of giving shit to Killian Conway, but that's a separate thing. He was talking about the the press conference that. Trump held during the Wounded Warriors mm. uh, fundraiser. Okay. And I'm sorry, I kind of speed read through it. The reporter was saying that, yeah, he, he was in, he was not in a good mood as Kellyanne Conway was trying to say that Trump was in a good mood. Trump was not in a good mood because he shortened, he didn't take any, very many questions. He shortened it. He didn't stay there. Usually when Trump is in a good mood and thinks he's off the hook, he would have stood there and bragged and, blo- and bragged and, and bragged. And boasted. Yeah. Oh, you mean like he did when he said, I got some good news today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the news is no obstruction, no collusion. Yeah. So even the press was like, yeah, he knows he's fucked. Yeah, so. and I was I was really put off by the fact that when when he was asked by the press that oh yeah how are you feeling today he was like oh I feel great as I've always told you there's never been any obstruction any collusion I know I'm repetitive about this but that's all they've been doing the and collusion delusion there is a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding of all of those smart old white dudes up there nobody can read like what the fuck is going on education can't be this bad in America this report. It is At the machine. very essence of it, does not vindicate anyone. There's no vindication in this report. Like, does that make sense? It does. But, but as long as, like, but as long as people say that it does, and I'm not talking about us. I'm just talking about his base, and his base is where they go for news. If you repeat it enough, right? It's yeah. If you tell a lie what? enough times, people start to believe it. Exactly. And, and it's that, not and even just exactly his base. What, it's yeah. the people that are just catching little glimpses. Who of don't headlines. follow this? You're absolutely right, right because I remember the listening. Seventy like percent of Americans that don't follow shit. Right, and I, you guys know, I, I'm an avid Breakfast Club listener on Power 105 in New York. And I was listening to them reporting on this their hip hop show. They do some politics a little on the surface, not like diving yeah. in like we do here at <laughs> Drunk Bitches and Politics. Um, <laughs> it's they're they're on serious. Um, yeah, they're on iHeart, yes, serious, yes. and all of that. And I love them. I remember listening to Charlemagne, Charlemagne going, which I thought he had a point, but still, like, it's, there's more to it than that. He goes, well. There's no collusion, so everybody just needs to move on. And I was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. But he goes, at this point, fuck it. He's been found to not have obstructed or not be involved in collusion. And the Democrats' best thing to do right now is to figure out their policies and how they're going to get black voters on their side to win the election because it's the only thing you can do. And I'm like, I partially agree with that because this, the way that you're going to play this out has to be not politically it has to be legally. This is not a legal matter. Don't make it about politics. We've been given this gift of all of these instances of how this man tried to obstruct justice. This doesn't have to be a Democrat thing where Democrats are just... Because that, that plays into their narrative. Mm-hmm. This has to be strictly about the law. And if the Republicans are the Constitution 
guards of America, then they should get on board with this. And so I understand what Charlamagne was trying to say by saying the Democrats just need to figure out their solution of how they're going to win in 2020 and like come up with the best agenda. But there is a crime here. And somebody needs to answer for this. So do we think we're going to... Because, I mean, I, I listened to Adam Schiff yesterday and the day before. Do you think the next step is Congress has to subpoena President Trump? So the next step is that Mueller is going to be asked to come down. So they'll ask Mueller to testify before To testify Congress. first. Yep. And then whatever they get the most out of that, then that will lead down to a rabbit hole of all of the right. amazing <laughs> shit that I'm excited to play out. Because they're and gonna, most of it we won't be privy to. We won't be privy we'll to. We'll have some of it on TV, and then, and then they'll be like, the good what shows in the doors now? And I, I think this will probably be a, some one way to go around the fact that they don't have the unredacted report is to ask him to come down, probably in a closed hearing, yeah. and ask the questions that they need to ask to figure out how they're going to go, what he really meant to say if they have any questions. So in this blacked out spot. <laughs> What on this report. Yeah. And what so, is, yeah. That's what I think is going to happen next is that they're going to ask Mueller to come, probably a closed hearing, and then maybe an open hearing for all of us to take part in the festivities and then eventually go from there. But there is enough here for impeachment. So just before I, before I put this question to um, my co-host, is there anything else that anybody want to add, wants to add to... I just think it's it's amazing that in a subtle, not so subtle way, Mueller pretty much said that the Trumps were too fucking stupid <laughs> to know what they were doing. Like I, I mean, like he <laughs> said the it in so many words. They're just too stupid. Yeah, and that that made that that brought joy. That sparked joy <laughs> because <laughs> I was really looking forward to that being in an official <laughs> government report that these. Dumbasses are too <laughs> stupid to, to know what they're doing. And yeah. I'm like, I always take joy when people point that out. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were, um, Ann Richards said it best when she talked about poor George. He doesn't know any better. He was born with a silver foot in his mouth. <laughs> um, but the Trumps are kind of like that, right? Where they, they've just, they've done whatever they've wanted and never been told no forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And if right? they fuck up, so ever they since take care of it. Yeah. Ever since Don, Don, you know, Don Sr.'s dad came over here. Yeah. They just, they've done whatever they wanted. They've never had anybody tell them no. They've gotten away with anything and everything. And that makes them dumbasses because they don't know the law. Because yeah. it doesn't apply to them. Because and they, they don't never care. Need to. They don't care to know the right. law. Because they, can, they don't need to. No. Right. No. Ray, did you have something? Hey, I've got two add? points. Okay. Um, it, it, one thing is that through, through there's what did you say? It was four hundred and some odd pages. Four hundred and forty-eight pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. At no point is there anything good said about Trump, which is really <laughs> telling. It was all you He's guys a good did guy, some but. shady shit, and you tried to do more shady shit. There's but all you were too stuff. stupid to do most you're too of stupid it. Stupid, or you just lucked it, or other people were looking out for you. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting. At no point is there anything redeemingly said about him. And then the other thing is that while because this report, um, we did have some charges that were filed for people based on it. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of people that we we talked about. There's also going to be a lot of investigations that are started mm-hmm. or currently are being probably done. already in the works right. underway as a result of things that happen. And what the one thing that comes to mind is a whole inauguration campaign, which that could be a whole oh, different discussion. Oh. But there's a lot of shady shit that happened with his oh his inauguration Trump's inauguration uh-huh. campaign. He's oh, yeah. just a shady ass committee fucker. Yeah. And I, yeah. I 
what's the funniest Richter. story? I mean to tell you girls about this. I there's a friend of mine. I won't say her name because I'm sure she doesn't want me to say. But when they thought Hillary was gonna win the presidency, they had requested inauguration tickets. You know, you have to do mm-hmm. it so far ahead of mm-hmm. time. So they'd already booked a hotel, already done all of this, and then eventually they found out it was gonna be Trump. And they were like, oh, fuck, we're going to turn everything in, just forfeit all of it, we're not going to go. But, you know, they said, you know what, this is the office, we're going to do it to honor the office, we'll go, whatever. Yeah. And also found out that the Women's March was going to be that day, so they thought, oh, cool, then we can just leave and go to the Women's March. And then, so she's like, we're standing there, and we're watching the inauguration, she was like, we could have done backflips and cartwheels on this fucking thing. (laughs) That's how much fucking space was there. Empty space in between... Who was at, yes. at the top and Trump's, yeah. She was like, we could have all done backflips and cartwheels with so much space. And then she says, then we go to the Women's March, and it's 30 degrees outside, and she's sweating. You're right. Because there's so, there's so many, people. many people there. And she was mm-hmm. like, it was, she was so glad that she took the trip and thought it was the most hilarious thing. Because if he goes on the news and goes, the biggest crowd ever. It was like, no, it really wasn't dipshit. Sean Spicer's claim to fame. Oh, man. This was that the was biggest amazing. election, electoral election victory. And this was the biggest inaugural. Rest uh. in peace to Sean Spicer. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Spicer. So. He couldn't do it. He couldn't. And to Ray's point, you're right, which is what I said earlier. When you, when you said that there's nothing nice said here, and people are delusional because whatever it is that they're getting from this, they're not getting what everyone is getting. There's nothing nice said here. There's absolutely no vindication. If anything, there's only condemnation if you were paying yes, attention. Exactly. That's all there yeah. is. So just <laughs> get you a copy. Get volume one. <laughs> fuck shit chapter one, page three. And just sit on the toilet like I did. <laughs> I took my new went that. now. No, like this is it's about. It's the only time Misha gets away from her. This has some peace from the kids. She's like, yeah. hey, I gotta read the fuck shit. And volume one and two. Yes, and I did, it, I did it for America. I sat there. <laughs> Your legs went numb. And my legs went numb until I couldn't feel them for America. So do yourself a favor and read this thing. It is a really well put together like so we can sum report. it up by saying there's no vindication just condemnation and it's what two volumes of fuck shit absolutely yes, yes. yes. so um, I'm gonna go around and it's just this is just a yes or no and okay. I know I'm, I'm like spurring this on y'all but it's it's just been in my mind since we've all been talking about this so let's say they subpoena Mueller or not subpoena but he comes and he testifies before Congress and they have their closed door meeting blah 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 and then they subpoena Trump do you think that he will testify or resign? I think he'll testify because he thinks he well, can get on, away with anything. Hold on, you said this is a yes or no. <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, because I, yes. So do you, so think, do you, want do you think he'll testify? Yes. Because he's so narcissistic. Yes, and, and especially after, after the bad, so off, after the, the wind that he has from this, uh-huh. I think he thinks that he can really get away with yeah. this He thinks shit. he can do Jen, it. Jen, do you think he will testify? I'm, I'm going to say no. Because he knew when Mueller got, uh, um, when when Mueller was made special prosecutor, he knew he was fucked then. Mm -hmm. And he knows if he, and he's, he's fully aware of how much of a motor mouth he is. He's, he's aware of it. He just doesn't care. And I think he knows that if he sits there and testifies in front of that ball busting Congress, AOC asking him questions. Oh my God. It's a needle. It's a needle. 
And Make no mistake, he'll be prepped like a motherfucker for this. He you might be the only time you'll listen. You can't prep Trump. Prep Trump does whatever the fuck he wants yeah, to do, and he knows he knows he does whatever the fuck he wants to do. I agree that they'll so prep, I don't think he'll, he'll try testify. to prep. I think this. this Sorry, this, I thought this. I said this was a yes. You know we all do. We some chatty bitches. We don't do yes or no. We some chatty bitches. The moment that he feels he he will unravel. Anytime he feels pressure, he tries to unravel. That's why I want him to testify. Oh, I want him to testify. I just don't. I don't think he will. I think this is the closest that he he's gonna come to feeling like his presidency, his legacy is gonna be fucked. He might actually listen to a person or two. Is he gonna be a pompous prick about it every single time he's sitting there? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll do it. He'll do it. But I think he thinks he has the bulldog. I think he's so narcissistic. Yeah. I think that he honestly believes that he didn't do anything wrong that he is the best president ever that he had the best ran that oh that was the other thing too that it, when just sessions was supposed to go back and, and but whoa <laughs> hello wine <laughs> jeff jeffrey beauregard sessions was supposed to unrecuse himself he was supposed in his in his speech that they did for him he was supposed to also put in there that it was the best ran campaign ever Ever. 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 So, <laughs> Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. Jefferson. Jefferson Beauregard. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Oh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson Beauregard. That's right. Jefferson I said Jeffrey. Beauregard. I said Jeffrey. Definitely sounds like a white man who has owned human beings. Oh, it's so nasty. <laughs> like his name, every time they say his full name, I immediately think back to I believe the, he's the third also. To those days. Oh, he's yes. a third? I think he's a third. We're looking Jefferson into him. Beauregard. Does it remind you of Thurston Howe the third? <laughs> Alright, so we could talk about the Mueller report probably for another four hours, the fuck shit report, but we're going to take a small break and we'll be right back. (laughs) We're my Wahoo girls! Woo! Alright! And next on our agenda is Ilhan Omar and all the shit she's stirring up. Gotta love that girl, right? Yeah. Woman, female. Lady. I know I shouldn't say girl, but lady. You can call me a girl. She's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) Lady. (laughs) So I have her exact quote. Oh. From all the what caused all the controversy. Yes. The Um, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Yeah, which one another kerfuffle. (laughs) The most recent thing she has said that has caused a lot of drama is here's the truth. For far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen, and frankly, I'm tired of it, and every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. End of quote. So the issue that people have is the way that she said, some people did something, and that is the part that's getting taken and ran with. Well, and to the point where now she was getting death threats, where uh, they were yes. saying that she's not yeah, acknowledging see, 9-11, and, which is bullshit. We all know that. It is. But she's, I don't know. I'm, I have I'm a kind whole, of torn. I have I'm torn. about that. Torn. My problem with that is that when people do say that, they don't say all of what you just said. Oh, no. They say the, some people did a thing part, which is an actual calculated effort to misconstrue her intentions. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a specific set of people who are being irresponsible with what she said and are basically putting this woman's life in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and if you, and, and I, I will say I was guilty of when I heard some people did something in response to 
the tax, I thought it just sounds a little tone deaf. Like, because that's all you heard, right? Because that's all I heard. And, you know, when I hear it, I still, I mean, again, maybe this is my bias. I still don't think it sounds great. But then I saw what George W. Bush had said um, in response to, at some point, he was talking about 9 11. Again, this was a lot closer to the event. And he said, quote, and the people who knock down the buildings will hear all of us hear from all of us soon. The people who knock down the buildings. How does that sound any better than some people did something? And I also think that this context heavily matters here Absolutely. because it's not that she's saying, "Oh, some people did something." It's the fundamental reason behind what she was saying was that we started this organization to protect people because some people did something, and it, she wasn't trying to give a platform for what she's trying to speak against. Why would you say people bombed buildings when you're trying to advocate for everybody else who's been unjustly targeted because of that? You wouldn't give that a platform in a speech that you're trying to give, if that makes sense. It wasn't that she was trying to erase it. She wasn't trying to go into it because she was talking about something else that was way more pertinent to what she was trying to say, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily an erasure of of 9-11. Hello, wine, 7-11. Not necessarily, not, <laughs> not necessarily an erasure of 9-11. So yeah, if you want to, you can take someone's speech and splice it and dice it 20 different ways if you're only going to release certain parts and make it fit your narrative. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And mm-hmm. I, I think it goes on to what, you know, I was saying about the bias is mm-hmm. that if you have a little, even a little bit of a bias, then you kind of hear what you want to hear. And congratulations to you for acknowledging that, by the way, because that's how we get better. And if you have a lot of bias, you heard her saying that 9-11 was... Not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. And, you know, they were just some people who did Mm -hmm. something. And they, you know, she's she's had a target on her for, you know... Well, since she was elected. Since she was elected. All right. um, And, you know, every tiny... Everything she says is scrutinized, heavily scrutinized. It is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a couple of months ago, I don't know if it was a couple of months ago because time all is blurring together lately, but when she made her comments about the money coming from APAC, Yes. And they called her anti Semitic. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like that was kind of blown out of proportion as well. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the Republicans especially don't like her because. She shows up to Congress wearing a hijab. Yeah. And, and she here's a an immigrant, a woman who naturalized and <clears throat> got yeah. one of the highest offices in the land. And this isn't exactly what people on the right advocate for. Right. No. And so, you know. And she, what, she swore, she was sworn in mm-hmm. with her hand on a Quran, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, they, with. They hated that. And Jefferson Bo- Beauregard Sessions, Bo- I think, having Bo- <laughs> to hold the Quran. And who was like, the yeah. congressperson that said, may God forgive us all during the speech? It was someone who came in after that, after the swearing in and said, may God forgive us because yeah. there was, it, it had been done on a Quran. And I'm like, yeah. what, what makes you stand so firm in the fact that your God is the only one that is responsible well, for And there were a couple of people that didn't even use a faith book. They used the Constitution to swear in. Right. Yeah. And, Which, I I, and I feel that should I be across the board. Well, that, well we, it should be. We shouldn't have our uh, dollar bill. And I feel like that's what we should do anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Like It should be the Constitution, no matter what you're swearing in. Court of law, when you're swearing in... You shouldn't have, I mean, that's 
That could be our one of our special episodes. <laughs> how religion and the use of the word God right. and Jesus has been interjected into our society yeah. when that is not everybody's And beliefs. personally, I look at it like this. If you're going to say that you promise on whatever belief that you hold in the highest regard that you're going to execute this office in a responsible and constitutional manner. Don't you want that person making that oath on the thing that they regard as the most important? Right. Like, I can easily right. make an oath over something I don't believe in and lie doesn't mean anything to me. Right. But I think it was especially important that she decided to use the Quran because it's something that she holds sacred and she holds the office sacred enough to join those two things together. And mm -hmm. I think we should have all been impressed by that. And, and apparently, um, after everything that, I mean, even Trump joined in and, and Trump, Trump Jr. had both retweeted that awful video um, that awful. was cut and put together, you know, about 9-11. Um, so, Florida man, <laughs> Florida man Florida. Um, was arrested for threatening uh, both she and uh, Cory Booker. Mm -hmm. uh, Rashida Tlaib and Eric Swalwell. Swalwell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because of all of the remarks that Trump has made and that these other groups have made about 9-11. I saw something on that. There was a cybersecurity expert who saw Trump's tweet, which happened on a Friday, mm -hmm. and how there was a generous surge of activity from a sector of Twitter that he says does they don't usually get taken seriously. They're mm -hmm. the ones that incite violence. Right. And a lot of them were saying things like, I wish someone would, or I hope someone does, talking about violence against her, among the others that you listed, but specifically about her. Mm -hmm. And that he said by Saturday afternoon, so we're talking less than 24 hours, he found hundreds of death threats against mm -hmm. Ilhan Omar. Like, yeah. this is oh. insane. People can talk a lot of shit about... All the other things that people say and do, but these people are going to get her killed. No, right. well, first of all, let's start with the president because he's empowered yes, all of yes, this. Yes, 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 yes. I you, should say that you you have empowered a group of people to basically incite violence against this woman, right? And first of all, apologize for Florida, Jen. Like, just apologize <laughs> uh, for Florida. <laughs> I did found Florida a long time ago. <laughs> I've been in Texas we did, I, And then we'd have to apologize somewhat for Texas as yeah. well. I've been hey, here for Texas years. makes no apologies. I've been here for 12 years. I cannot apologize for two states. Hello, <laughs> uh, Jen. Um, but yeah, he, it's, to have the person who occupies the highest office in the land incite to violence encourage empower well, people well time and time again he's done this since he was a candidate time and time again on people who hold office he'll pay for your legal fees it's okay oh yeah how's that working for everybody else <laughs> right yeah. right um is he paying for manafort's and <laughs> it, it's irresponsible is probably like the mildest word i can find for this i, have, I can't the president even... of the united states inciting violence against a member of congress because she's a muslim I also want. I'm, I want to. And talk all of about this is done else. just because it gives a hard on to the base. Yes. Not because he. Yeah. It, it, it's he a doesn't hard, feel well, that he, way. He well, doesn't care. because he doesn't. He doesn't care about anything. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't feel You're that. Right. He doesn't feel either way about anything. Yeah. Like he doesn't. I mean, it, if it doesn't benefit him, which I guess obviously this does, right? That's the only reason he mentions or uh, has a comment on it. So I want. I I kind of also want to talk about the fact that a lot of Democrats haven't quite. They've been kind of, sort of standing up for Elon. Oh, uh, not, not, not really. Yeah. Um, she's been, you know, she's been thrown under the bus 
several times by the Democrats, especially after the remarks when they called her anti-Semitic. She admitted in some part she was wrong in the way that she said some of it, but at the same time, you know, she's bringing up very serious topics, things that we do need to be talking about, um, and um, I feel like she's not getting any kind of backup from the Democratic Party. I, I at feel all. Like, I feel like, at all. I feel like Ilhan also has probably the same. She's she's not as, uh, and this is this is not a bad thing necessarily because I think because we have so many new Congress people, mm-hmm. right since two thousand eighteen, <laughs> that um, she's not as polished of a polished politician, which to me just means that. She's a real person. Yeah, yeah right. And she speaks, and she speaks from her mind and from her heart. Mm -hmm. um, That every sentence that comes out of her mouth has not been pre, uh, like scrutinized for what it could sign, and it's not scripted, right? I mean, the most frustrating thing for me, and this is, I don't care what fucking party you're with. The most frustrating thing for me is when I say, "Hey, do you want Medicare for all?" and nobody just says yes Mm -hmm. or says no. Right. right. They it's it's a four paragraph answer because it has to be nuanced. Right. Right. So and she along with AOC, if you're not as scripted, I I don't know. I feel like that has a little bit more clout to it. Mm-hmm. Although I think she probably is looking back on her statement now and maybe saying, I don't know. You tell me if she what her rebuttal was. But if she could have said something different. I don't, I don't even know why why she was even mentioning that well, in okay. that context. Here's why she the thing. even brought there that was up. An error. It was I mean, relevant to what she was saying was that there's a group of people who have not made, been made to be second class citizens because that group of people did something. It was not necessarily that 9-11 is just a small something. It was like a small group of people did something. And now everyone's turned into a second-class citizen because of it. Right. Yeah. Now, there was a small... I mean, there's like... If you fact-check it, like she said that CARE was founded after 9-11. It wasn't. It was founded six years or seven years before. It was 94. Mm-hmm. Several years before that. So, a year so, after the the first World Trade Center bombing, Exactly. Right? And I wonder which if... Which was in 1993, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm wondering if that actually is what she... When she was, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. what she was saying, she was thinking World Trade Center. Yeah, probably. And so she changed mm-hmm. it to 9-11, mm-hmm. not really thinking She was probably that, four when that happened. Or what? I don't even know if she was, she was even four. And I don't know. She <laughs> wasn't even in the country when it happened. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, Donald Trump talking about that shit. I mean, who's his fucking best friends right now? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, that, that's the other thing that irks me about putting somebody down, like Ilhan Omar, about her comments. But yet... You talked a bunch of shit, Trump, about how we're gonna we're gonna put them in their place, we're gonna make them pay, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to Saudi Arabia and fucking bow down on the prince. There is a recording of an interview, a phone interview with Donald Trump on 9-11 of him bragging that now that the World Trade Centers were yes. down, his buildings were the tallest in New York City. Right. Right. Yeah. So he can fuck off with talking about anything. He can fuck it, off about talking about anything. He can fuck off period. about well, anything. Fuck off. But about anybody speaking right. only. But talk about um, 9-11. Right. And then not only that, but he lied about um what what he didn't he lie about well, A, he lied about being on site and helping. Oh, he lied about something what was it, like somebody a bunch of he, he said that a bunch of People were cheering um, about yes, 9-11. Yes. Well, he lied of, about that. Because he sound, found one bad article that yeah. was shared on some weird shit. He about lied that. about being close enough to hear Pizza the second plane shit. hit the tower. This guy lied yeah. out of his ass about 9-11. Yeah. 
And these same people who are threatening Ilan Omar are are not even holding him accountable right. for that. Right. So they can fuck off too. And for uh, without even <laughs> attributing malicious intent to most people, at the very I guess maximum of this situation is that people are accusing her of minimizing 9/11, but that's not what the conversation was about. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. She in this context, she didn't need to go on on a tangent of explaining 9/11 whether she was wrong about whether this organization had been formed before or after. It had nothing to do with going on the tangent of 9-11. She needed to make that point that people did something, and as a result of that, a group of people have become certain second-class citizens. It had much more to do with the latter than okay. with the former. Because they've all been right. now grouped right. into one So it wasn't... It, when you're listening to it, and I don't, I don't know what Representative Omar's first language is, but as a woman who speaks English, and English being her second language, every single time that I say something in English, I've already processed it, in my native language. Yeah. And there are certain things that don't come across the way that you intend them to because things are just different. It's like, there's sometimes when someone is knocking on the door, the way I can translate that is to say someone is on the door because that's how mm. it's translated from my native language. Yeah. So it's like, we have to be understanding as we're bringing in Congress people and bringing in all of these representative representatives who come from different walks of life in an effort to mirror what this country looks like to not attribute malicious intent when people make a misstep. Yeah. And I don't even think that this was a misstep. I won't label it. But at the very best, that's what it was. She didn't say things the way people wanted it to be said. Yeah. And But was it malicious? No, it no, wasn't. It was her trying to explain something and she rushed through it. There's no maliciousness to this. And everything that came afterward was not warranted at all. And Democrats going silent on this was really especially hurtful to me as an immigrant myself because I've always thought that Democrats are supposed to stand, you know, we're the, we're the ones that Trump wants to dump all... We're the most diverse party. Right, we and we're all of that. And nobody better. nobody spoke up on this until there was a lot of backlash and then people started coming oh, honey, out and saying... Yeah, yeah. And but, even Nancy herself, when she put out her tweet, she failed totally to even mention Omar by name. Um, yeah, it and, was like they all went after Trump, but they didn't right. defend exactly, Omar, and that part really bothered And this me. is a, one thing that Democrats all need to does take. Does that surprise you, though, Ms. It does we not do surprise me. all the fucking yeah. time. And, they separated themselves from Obama in 2016 so exactly. much that guess what? We didn't fucking win. But it's especially even more like prevalent during this presidency is to tie everything back to this president. And then you wonder why nobody else is listening to you. Right. Because if every single thing that you're trying to do... Is not about the good of the citizens, but just because you hate that guy, no one is gonna listen no. to you. So if you this addressing this situation should have been addressing it as far as like protecting our representatives and making sure that the people who are out there representing us are not getting death threats, name her by name, and called it unacceptable for the leader of the free world to go and incite violence against the people in his own Congress. Yeah. That's what this should have been about. And lately, mm-hmm. Democrats are in danger of getting people to not listen to them because everything that they do is a pivot to how much they hate Donald Trump. Right, right. Your policies have to be more about the people and less about we hate Donald Trump. Right, right. And that's what this was. Yeah. And that's a very excellent point, Jen. Ooh, and who, yes. who, who has said that a lot? Mayor Pete. He has. <laughs> <laughs> 
stay tuned for our special episode on Mayor Pete. <laughs> yes. But that no, that he's he's one of he's one of mm-hmm. of, of several yes. uh, people running for president that has mentioned that we have to get off of this every Yes. Could we tie every single negative situation and negative comment back to Trump? We could. But should we? No. But we shouldn't. Because Bannon has people... been saying that since his Senate run. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because when people would ask Beto when he was running for Senate if they if he should impeach or not, and he got away from it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the right. fact that you don't have health care. Or you're about to lose your health care. I don't want to make right. this about Trump or, no. or even Ted Cruz. Right. I want to Show me right. why your policies are the best. Right. Yeah. Show mm-hmm. me why I want to vote Democrat. Don't tell me that vote for me because I'm better than that guy or have you seen the other guy. No, yes, that's part of it. But most of it needs to tell me that you're politically astute, you know what you're talking about, and I can trust you with my life. And Democrats have been failing at that because for some reason they've decided that um, political identity or party politics or whatever, that we identity politics, thank you, hello wine, Jesus, (laughs) Um, is that all Democrats and all other people who are not voting Republican, all we want to hear is how much you hate Trump. No, some people don't. Well, and here's the thing. If you're in the Democratic Party or if you vote liberal or Democrat or whatever, we already know that. Yeah, exactly. Hello. (laughs) We got that. We got that part. Move on. Yeah, that's a Move the fuck on. And you know, yeah. One of the things that I looked at is like how many, the, the people that were attacking her, right? So we had um, Representative Dan Crenshaw. He's a former Navy SEAL that has a, wears a patch. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you recognize him even if you're not really sure what his name is. But he said um, that she was the first member of Congress to ever describe terrorists who did killed thousands of Americans on 9-11 as some people who did something. Unbelievable. And then oh. what's funny about that is that she was one of 213 people who signed a bill in support of the 9-11 first responders. Did Crenshaw? No. What the fuck was he? No. So he's all happy to speak words, but he doesn't have But he doesn't access. care if firefighters have um, a medical care for the lung cancer exactly. that they now have because of yeah. all of the but, shit that they inhaled when they were right. rescuing people but you, and the aftermath of right. the World Trade Center. So she's hmm. doing something yeah. to actually help them, but you don't like the words that she used. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you indeed. Which, fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. Crenshaw. <laughs> which, when you when you look at that, that's what Democrats should have used. Yes. they should have said, "Who signed the bill yeah. to help first responders after the 9/11 attacks?" Here's the Democrats listed. Here are the Republicans that went after her that didn't sign that bill right. to help you first responders. Yeah, yeah. right. It, 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 it. I mean, I'm no like I've, I've never worked on a political campaign or thing and i know that right where the fuck are these politicians that's supposed to be this is their livelihood this is what they do for a living they have huge they have amounts of people working on their Mm -hmm. staff and they couldn't figure that out and like this is how we need to counteract this and then the other thing was we didn't expect (laughs) anything good to be said about this on fox news because they were just like "Ooh, we got shit for days now it's christmas make it rain we don't have to make something up today right (laughs) but um one of the dudes on fox and friends said you have to wonder if she's an american the dude on fox and friends Mm -hmm. well there's Two, I think there's there's just two and there's a blonde. The blonde is interchangeable. They rotate them out. They only hire blondes. They, right? Yeah. They're, uh, oh no no no. There's, there's Janine Piero. Piero. Janine Piero. She's okay. the only other brunette. Uh, only brunette. They will not be named by name anyway. Here. So the guy but said. Anyway, <laughs> but he said you have to wonder if she's an American first. There's which, two dudes and one blonde. Uh, yes, that's always the formula. Two br- dudes and a blonde. So problematic. <laughs> two dudes and a blonde walk into a. Blonde. That sounds oh, like a category. <laughs> 
on porn. <laughs> on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Okay. okay. So what did he say? But he we said, could probably take a porn sponsor, right? Oh hey, Pornhub. What's that? Sure, I don't care. Oh, oh my God. I'm liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray, you better sorry. not cut this out. I, annoying, isn't it? <laughs> What's annoying? What's annoying, Jen? It's annoying, isn't it? It is annoying. Okay. So what he said, I said it once, but y'all probably didn't hear it because these bitches calculating, um, is you have to wonder if she's an American first. And that was the same kind of comment that Janine Pirro made, and I think there were a few others that have made similar things. Well, that was the round table. Oh, no, Your Honor, I would like to make an objection. Hold on. Yes. I am so sick and tired of these white people always trying to ask somebody if they're Americans first. Your fucking president is in bed with the Russians. Get the fuck out of here. But here's the thing. What they're trying to say is that they think she is a Muslim first and American second, right? So are they Christians first and American second? Where's the horn? Because that was just let me let me get you your horn. Everything. So when we're supposed to have horny moments, hashtag okay, horny I'm moments. I'm bringing you a horny moment in a second. <laughs> when we're all having a conversation, she's reading other shit, so she doesn't have the horn ready. Okay, horny moment. It's ruined now. The moment is gone. Damn, that was your horn, bitch. I can't. <laughs> so I say all of that about the idea that you know they're questioning: is she a Muslim? They're saying she's not an American first. So what the, the, what they're not saying is she's not a Muslim Christian. first. Yeah, she's a Muslim first, American second. Mm-hmm. But how many times have y'all heard the phrase "God first, then country"? Mm-hmm. Like that is the yes. staple of being a Christian. Oh right, right. God, country, so, family. That's the marine mantra. Exactly. So it's okay to put your God first, then your country. But for her, because you're God, because you're Muslim, which let's be honest, if you know anything about it's the same God, it's the same God. They just got a third book. Shit. They have a third book. That's all. They got New Test. They got Old Testament, New Testament, and then the third the book. Well, the, the Quran. And they, and they say Allah instead of God, which Allah right. is the translation. Right. Right. The translation. And Jehovah Witnesses call him Jehovah. And it's then the I've been to Yahweh. Whatever. Yahweh. I don't even. Is, it, is that in the Black Church? Did you hear Yahweh? Where is that? It's different churches. Okay. Yeah. I, we call him the Lord. Honey. The Lord. Okay. <laughs> but I've heard different churches. They say different things. And you know. Well, the Catholic right. Church, JC, and God are the same person. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> get all into the Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so anyway. So yeah. So that are we was theologians like, now? I know. <laughs> I know. Drunken Bible stories brought to you. Uh, can we talk about Greek mythology? I'm all over that shit. <laughs> next week. What's up, Zeus? <laughs> On next another week. name for God. <laughs> Drunken Bible stories. We'll be talking about how Mary got pregnant without having sex. And I'm just saying that. Because it's not what really happened. I'm going to have to cut that. All right. Why? Mary, Mary. All right, Ray. Bring us back on track. I'm sorry, Ray. So that's what I had to say about Ilhan Omar. Um, In a nutshell, what she said really isn't that bad. It was taking something out of context and mischaracterized. Not so much out of context, but you're taking words out of the focus of what she was saying and making it something else. Oh, definitely mischaracterizing her intentions for sure. But I'm interested to hear what you girls think about um, the response from the Democrats. Because we touched on that a little bit 
but we we really didn't talk about that. How do you guys feel? They eventually came out and said stuff, but what what should we have done better? <clears throat> uh, well, I think Nancy Pelosi could have done better. Oh, totally. She's the head, I yes. mean, she's basically she's a, her and Adam Schiff are the leader of the parties right now. Right, right, right. right. Besides, you know, our our DNC presidents, which mm-hmm. right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's eye rolling like. Times a thousand right now. So is everybody else. Everybody else is out rolling. Um, what are their names? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I know. I know their names. <laughs> I'm not gonna say them though, because um, I've seen them on TV once. No free publicity, bitch. No, no, no. Definitely, the leaders of our party could have done better. I'm I mean, about to criticize my bae. Um, oh, 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 oh my god! Oh, 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 oh. Everybody, wait, 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 what, what, what? I'm, I'm about to criticize my bae. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, um, so I watched a video of Beto, um, he was giving a speech, I don't remember where he was, he's on all these different, God, he's everywhere. North Carolina, South Carolina. North Carolina, uh, Iowa, Idaho, Timbuktu, I don't know. Um, he started out really good, because he, he brought up Ilan Omar, and he, he said that what Trump did incited violence, and, you know, he talked about her, but he so quickly moved back into, he went from her briefly to talking about Trump briefly because he doesn't like to focus on Trump, but then he moved into talking about immigration and making this about the comments that Trump said about uh, about immigrants coming from Mexico and the Honduras and, and all that. And I was disappointed that because I felt, at all. Like, I felt like he kind of just... And this, I will, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a little bit of a benefit of a doubt because that's, that's what she my does. Bae, that's what I do. <laughs> well, because and, that, and that's also he, his, that's his, he like, He doesn't subject. write his, he does not write his speeches. Yeah. So he, then, I mean, this guy, when you, uh, look, if anybody is not impressed with Beto, when he stands up and does a speech, he does not write his uh-uh. speeches. This comes Neither off. Neither does anybody else. This is it's all, in, all his in his head. head. And he just, like, he, he talks from his heart and everything that you hear him say comes from his heart. So yeah. sometimes. Once in a blue moon, misses it, <laughs> and right. and in this instance, he changed. You know, he he kind of veered. He off. He didn't do as much as he should have. Right, think. he veered off and started making and kind of talking about something else. So I was a little disappointed in that, but at least he did talk about her in in the beginning yeah. of that speech. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, just, I, I, I I'm like, a little bummed. I'm a little. Bummed. I feel like Nancy Pelosi <laughs> could have squashed this um, in in favor of Ilhan Omar. If she had come out strongly in the very beginning and said, this is ridiculous. Everybody knows that she did not mean this, that Representative Omar did not mean what, what everybody is taking out of context. Boom. That's it. End of subject. Yeah. And Let's move on. Exactly. Because I think that She should have just squashed it. She could have squashed it as our leader. But also, I don't expect that everybody would have come to her defense. Because there are people that won their district by 1%, 2%, or... Maybe their district is not super, well, they're Democrats. Maybe they're like, we don't really care so much for Muslims. Or maybe they don't, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's just not their demographic. And I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm saying maybe they didn't need to say anything. But those that could leadership, have, should have. Leadership. Leadership. For sure. Yes. At, 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 at the very least, there was an opportunity that was missed to showcase who we say that we are. Yes. And we missed that mark. Yeah. Um, and I think we can all agree on that. Yes. We're supposed to protect people and be accepting 
and be the guiding light in whatever darkness this is. I mean, we're, and we missed the opportunity. Yes, we're all ready to rush to the airports to defend and hold hands. And oh my hold God, hands good point. And, and talk about how you know we can't we can't prevent Muslims from coming into our country. We can't do this, but we can't protect one member of Congress who's Muslim. Who like I mean, we're not taking care of the ones that are here. Why? Yeah. Why are you not putting yourself out there on the line to protect? the very person that constituents voted for to send to Congress to represent them. You're right. So, all right, I take back what I said. We need to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I think, think... I think your reason, Ray, is probably why people didn't come to her defense as much. It's yeah. because they're looking at their constituency. Mm-hmm. And we all, I mean, everybody obviously runs based on uh, what their beliefs are and that that coincides with the majority of their constituents yeah but there is a time to do the right thing yeah and and that may not always be popular mm-hmm. and and that's that's been throughout history yes. everything that's been hard to do in our country has never been done because it was the popular True. thing to do we think so anyway if we are done with that yes i want to move into talking about dallas making dollars yeah i got dollars i got I got got dollars, I I got got bills. Right? (laughs) Right? she's like, like, huh? Go white girl, go white girl, go. Go white girl, go white girl, go. Go white girl, no white girl, no. Ice, ice, baby. That's totally the white girl song. Ice, ice, baby. So, do we take a small break and then we'll come back and talk about fundraising numbers? Back yeah. and we are ready. We already popped one ball. Pop that shit. We pop are. It. We are. Pop we that. Are. Oh, don't. Oh! <laughs> yes. Glug glug me, sis. Glug glug, glug, glug me. Yes. So what is this bottle? What do we got this, this time around? Can I talk about how excited I am that I got something with, oh, with more alcohol in it? Yes! Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go there, can we talk about how Jen found a red that she likes? I did. Oh, the Messina Hoff. Yes. The Messina Hoff that we talked about in the beginning of the episode. I drank it and it was good. And oh. you, if you know Jen by now, you know Jen does not red. So, I don't Hey, red. Messina Hoff, you got something there. Yes. <laughs> It's a miracle. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so we got multiple bottle things happening. Oh no! So, so during we, during the break, <laughs> we already downed a bottle of champagne <laughs> of just you know your average like Corbel, California champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, they're brut, which is kind of a dry champagne, right? Michigan, yes, very dry. Yeah, so we already downed that. So empty bottle. Now we're moving on to um, Shirari, C H I. A-R-E. <laughs> wow. Hello. I was told. Hello wine. Hello champagne. <laughs> hello sangria. Hello all the alcohol. I think it's Sheree. Sheree? Let me oh, see. Sheree. Like Sheree. 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 Hey, woman with two languages. What do I'll, you think? I would read that as Shire. Shire. Oh, but Shire. I like Shire. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sheree. Whatever. It's anyway, that's an E at the end. It's a hard E. Shiari. Chiari, holy Chiari Blanc de Blancs. Ooh, it is. Is Look, that? It's white of the whites. White of the. 
We never claimed to be sophisticated. Right. So, I took a little French, but that's a word I haven't two, read before. But Blanc de Blanc. Is Blanc de Blanc. It's the white of whites. Right. The white of whites. 2017. It's like Monterey us. County. We're the white of whites. It's a champagne. It's good. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying that before I pour it and drink it. But, you know, it's a champagne. So Can I talk about mine? Can I talk about mine? I'm yes, yes. So, so Jen <laughs> is not drinking a Moscato. I'm not. This episode. I am drinking a Pinot. I am drinking a Pinot Grigio. Uh-oh. Um, which I like Pinot Grigio. It's just sometimes it's a little too harsh for the <laughs> for what I like. I don't. I sometimes I don't want that flavor. I don't. You know. I yeah. like sweet. You do. I like my coffee sweet. I like my soda sweet. Cause she likes that sugar water. I like sugar. Right. I like sugar. Give me some sugar. Um. But anyway, today I was in the mood for some Pinot Grigio, and um, funny enough, I this is what happens when you don't um prepare. And you wait till the very last minute and you stop at a 7-Eleven around the corner from where you're going. Look, 7-Eleven is a wonderful establishment. It is. It's a very wonderful establishment. Wine's on our budget. Yeah. Um, So Ah! I I picked up. As my youngest would say, you broke. You broke. (laughs) And her youngest is too, y'all. So I've never heard of this brand. It's called Yosemite Road. And I don't know if this is like, I don't know what it's considered, but I'm going to say it's decent. Yosemite Road. It has a polar bear. I don't know what Yosemite... Oh, no, it's not a polar bear. I'm sorry. It's a grizzly. It's a grizzly. Look, you can tell it's a grizzly. It's anyway, brown. It's a, actually, it might be a brown bear. So, <laughs> whatever. Brown bear. Brown tell bear, us, what, what are, are you, you picking up from this? I'm just excited that it's 12.5% alcohol. That is oh! awesome. It's better than my 5% 50-gallon bottle. Mm. But this has zesty lemon notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a refreshing light body, and it's a crisp finish. Nice. It's not as harsh as most Pinot Grigios that I've had before that have turned me off to Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. And harsh, you mean, but like it's, it kind of scratches your Like butt. it leaves, yeah, and leaves like this weird aftertaste and makes you feel like you're drinking a burp. <laughs> a burp. A what, burp. What are, your, what are your favorite notes in this one? My favorite notes is, is the lemon because mm-hmm. I can actually taste lemon in it. Nice. And, and I, I love lemon. I'm all about the lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, She's all about the lemon. I am all about the citrus. Um, you give me anything that has citrus in it and I'll drink it because Florida girls love our citrus. Mm. So anyway, yeah, Yosemite Road. So if you stop by a 7-Eleven, grab you. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm just excited that it has more than 5% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you're exploring today. You're in the reds. You're in the whites. Who lonely. is she? Ooh, I, I know. know. Did you have some sangria too? I did. Ooh. Well, sangria. I love sangria. Sangria it is sweet. It is so sweet. So I think one thing sweet. that we've established is you like a good sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the sweets. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't eat like candy or cake or any of the sweet stuff. You prefer to drink your sweet wine. Yes. When it comes to beverages, it Drink must your be calories. Sweet. So weird. <laughs> Not really. It's so weird. Not really. <laughs> We all like the buzz. You just yeah. want a sweet buzz. Yeah. <laughs> I want my buzz to be sweet. That's our dessert. Yeah. So, um. What are we doing next? What are we doing next? We are doing fundraising numbers. Money, money, money. Right. Right. Money, money, money. Money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. So, um. First of all, Trump is outraising everybody, it appears. Which doesn't surprise me. It appears. Well, he raised thirty yeah, million it, dollars. Right. And that because, doesn't count what he rolled over. Right. That is so I mean, disgusting. Also because when he whenever he goes to his rallies, they sell his shit and somehow he gets to 
claim it as campaign, even though he's been doing that before he was even president. Those dumbasses keep buying his shirts and they can't afford their next meal. You know what? I will be the objective person here. I I will say that if you care enough about your cause, Mm -hmm. put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. And and that's what people are doing for, for Trump. And... If we if we have aside from the big packs though the big packs are I mean they're not that's a small group of people but, that right a right a of lot of that money you know is coming from the NRA fuck those motherfuckers that's a whole other episode <laughs> and, I'm ready to have which is quite in contrast with the fact that um, small donations drive more than half of the 2020 Democratic candidates money um, and I believe from what I was looking up earlier that their donations are at about Combined two hundred dollars or less each, and they're all f- mostly from individual donors. Which wait, which who for combined all, all the our, de- all Democrats? The, yes, all the Democrats. Absolutely. Okay. So who is the top fundraiser for the Democratic Party right now? Bernie. Bernie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I make no pretenses. I have a favorite. I'm biased. I don't like Bernie. I have a bae. <laughs> Your bae so is bae, y'all though. need y'all just need to yeah. go into this the expectation that Jen is well, just going to talk de- shit. He, Bernie also declared earlier, so he's been raising money longer, yes. right? Yes. So, um, so Bernie at the top with how much? Eighteen million. Oh. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, which is still a far cry from what Trump has raised. Um, but Bernie's doing it with no packs, correct? Yeah. Bernie raised $18.2 million from 525,000 500, individual donors. And this was just only in the first 41 days of his campaign, Wait, which is what? the duration of the quarter. So 525,000? Individual donors. Individual donors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or individual donations. Donors. Donors. That is a that is nothing <clears throat> to play with. Oh, mm-hmm. Not wow. donations. That's a lot. Donors. Yeah, it is. It is. And who's who's in? Uh, What's the average donation? <clears throat> His average donation. It's like if 20, you say twenty seven dollars, I'm about to say twenty seven. Um, <laughs> the average donation is twenty. Get out of my head, Jen. I'm Ugh. sorry. I'm sorry, Missy. It's twenty dollars. $20, okay. Yeah, right. when you average that many people, it comes up to 20 And then who comes in second place? Um, Kamala. I, Kamala, yes. Mm. Uh, she had $12 million. $12 million. Mm-hmm. 138,000 donors. Oh, dude, that's the number you got, because I got 218,000 donors. Hmm. Okay. Individual, nope, I'm sorry. 218,000 individual contributions. Ah. So your number is individual donors. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've, so basically they've donated more than once. Yes. Okay, right. who's third? Please tell me it's my bae. Uh, Beto, coming okay. in All right. um, at $9.4 million in the first 18 days, actually. 18 days. 18 days. So, okay, so let's, oh God, who can do math really quick? So Beto, <laughs> <we're too laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody. nobody. Um, hello, hello, wine, champagne, sangria. And a record-breaking $6.1 million in the first 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Record-breaking. And yes. so that was one thing we saw them comparing a lot was candidates. Actually, it was I think it was when Bernie launched was the first one when they saw how much he raised in the first 24 hours is when they started looking at people afterwards going, okay, anyone that launches after this point, what number are they hitting? And so Beto's, you know, broke that record. Beto. So that's been a good measure. I think 
measure. I mean, that's the only real measure we have from quarter I'm one. happy. I was a part of that. You were. <laughs> yeah. You were part of that too, Jen. I was. I, I donated and I bought a shirt and some stickers. Did you? Okay. Correction. Did you get I did. I finally got my shit. Yes. You um, donated money and were given those things. And Beto's average <laughs> contribution yeah. well, amount. Well, no, I donated whatever. money and bought t-shirts. Yeah, because oh, okay. you can donate separately and then order from the store. So we did both. Of, we I did both. I did both. No, no. We didn't donate money and then get a t-shirt. We donated money and bought a t-shirt. Yes. Okay. So we did both things. So we donated two times. You're right? welcome, Bay. <laughs> the average donation <laughs> to Big Toast campaign was $43. That is oh, a good number. That is a good and number. And he's just, he's doing really well. And I, coming <gasps> in at a, sh- at more middle in the, not middle, but like later on in the quarter, um, he, by these numbers, I say he's doing a lot better than Kamala is. And I think if you were to record it by time, it would definitely be Bernie and then probably Beto coming okay. in. Okay. What, what was Beto's number again? Real quick. 9.4. 9. 4. 4. Okay. Okay. Right. So I have a I have a point to make real quick. So Trump did 30 million, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So Beto, I mean, uh, uh, Bernie and Kamala, that's the 30 million. Yeah. Right? So because we're running, we're having to figure out who we're, who's going to run. Is that in the first against, quarter? That's the first that's quarter. That's the first quarter. Yeah. Okay. So we're having to figure out who's going to run against Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which there's this other guy that's trying to run against Trump. Whatever. We'll talk about another episode. Mm-hmm. But if you th- if you just take Bernie and Kamala, that's already thirty million, mm-hmm. right? And then you add in Beto's, that's nine million. Who's who's number four? Number four is going to be my bay. Oh, and it's our bay. Is it, can we share him? Can we'll we share, we'll him? share him. Pete Buttigieg. Well, we do. Jesus no. fucking Christ. Hey, hold on. Hold you on. You calm your tits. Hold on. No, no, I, no. I'm not going to calm my I will tits. say this. I love Beto and I love Pete. Those are my guys right, right. now in the race. And I can love one person. I am all about free love and I can love <laughs> more than one person at the same time. You so know how, much, how much is Mayor Pete brought in? Here's the thing. As of the end of quarter one, he did $7 million from 158,550 donors. But he had not declared at right. that point. Right. So that is really interesting. And he didn't launch until this last Saturday. We right. need to talk about how being severely much of an underdog and coming from where he... All of these other candidates have a lot more name recognition or a lot well-known known. Oh, yeah. Because this they've done more work. Well... He's, started, <laughs> well, he's also a lot younger. He's also very younger in the... Also, Let's let's give credit where it's due. This yeah. is someone that a lot of people had said is a young kid. No one knows what he's going to do. And he will be loved in certain circles. But it's like in the short amount that he's getting this money, he getting coins. Yeah, in our unreleased because the sound was trash first episode, <laughs> we went through and discussed about six different candidates. And the only one we were able to keep from that was the snippet that became our second episode about Kamala Miss Harris. Harris is yeah. a Miss exactly. Um, so for those of you that listened to that one, thank you. Thank but you. also, this is my official apology for the sound quality not being up to par. Oh, right. Um, you don't have to do that. Oh, okay. right. You, you make us sound less like outrageous. That was not meant to be a humble brag or nothing. Listen. Humble brag, bitch. <laughs> Y'all, Ray has been self-taught. All of these last few episodes, she has been mm-hmm. kicking ass on making us sound amazing. Yes, Ray. Are you so crying, taught, Ray? She taught herself how to do yes. this, and that is impeccable and yes, impressive Ray. as fuck. Hours. 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 Thank you, Ray. 
Thank Ray, you, you're the shit, bitch. So okay. No self-deprecating bullshit. All right. Yeah. Um, Mary- but hang on. What I wanted to say about that is what when we had gone around table and talked about different candidates, we started with a list of ones that we were discussing, you know, a thumbs up. What did we think about them? Mm-hmm. Some good points, whatevers. I dismissed the fuck out of Pete. I was just like... He's a mayor of, of in a town in Indiana. South Bend, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana. He's not held any office higher than a mayor. Mm. He's gay, and not that I, not that that would bother me, but I didn't think America was ready for a gay president under forty. You know, under right. forty. You know, I was like, he's got time. Go do something. And not for I nothing, dismissed him, and so his, that's why I wanted. To bring but that he out. raised seven million dollars before no, even declaring. But not for nothing, his exploratory committee launched on January twenty third. That was right. Like not very long ago, not even declaring. That was exploratory right. committee, and then so he went from that to receiving donations from. 15500 individual donors with an average donation of $36.35. That's some money for mm-hmm. someone who was relatively unknown outside of political circles. Wow. Yes, because yeah. we do have some friends that are familiar, uh, yes. that are from Indiana, yes. and they've mentioned that they've been on the Pete bandwagon just right. because they've recognized the good that he's and, done and everything. But I think for most people, like... My husband even said, he's like, nobody's going to elect a president with that name. <laughs> Nobody can even say it. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's hard to say. Think about it. Seriously, look at our president's names. We haven't had any hard nobody, nobody, look. Could, nobody thought they could say he, Barack Hussein you know, Obama and, and We elected you know, Barack Obama. What's but Obama was easy to read. You looked at that, it sounds like you think it sounds. What I like a lot about Mayor Pete, and I don't know if some people will object to this or not, <clears throat> Jen. Um... <laughs> I he reminds no me. He reminds me a lot of what a young Beto would have been like. Nope. Um, someone who people are not expecting, quirky, <clears throat> um, doesn't conform to a lot of people's standards, just true to what they believe in, mm-hmm. and they remind me a lot of each other. There's an age gap, age gap there. But these are people who, in a Democratic Not Party... Not much. How old do you think we all are? <laughs> okay, I want a to... A small age gap. But, like, refreshing. Coming yes. in, refreshing, and exciting. Yeah. yeah. I want to stop us on that because... Well, Beto we was are like that when he ran whole, for House. Yeah, we we're, we're going to have, have a, a separate episode. Mayor Pete episode, yes. and I want to yeah. keep us focused on our yes. fundraising Okay, stuff. so, I want to yes. bring... I, can I come back to so. the... When we're talking about fundraising for Beto, I want to talk about something because there's a video out there... Um, somebody interrupted Beto during a speech, which was totally fine with him because he ended up handing her the mic and she like wanted to make her, she wanted to ask him and call him out on donations that he received on March 29th, which was three whole weeks ago. And we, the, you know, three right out of, the ending, is it? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, three out of four of us have worked on campaigns. We understand that when you get donations and, and you have to file your FEC report and all that stuff. You're not going to, you know, I mean, it takes time to go through every single donation. And then you have to go through the donation and look at who who their employment status is or, you know, who they work for. Yeah. And so she's she's calling him out. Um, I'm not, I don't know, can, do we have time? You can cut this part out I if think, you want. Do we have time to play the video and listen to it? I don't know that the sound quality is going to be Okay, we'll, the we'll sound give quality won't be video. good, but yeah, uh, just, I'll put the link to the video yeah, on the page. Yeah, give us a synopsis of what So she essentially, did. she says, you've received these uh, donations from oil and in, the oil and gas industry in Hu- CEOs in Houston. Yeah. on March 29th. And Beto gave her the microphone to allow her to interrupt 
the middle of the speech and and his response was essentially that yeah we've looked through all the donations we did happen to catch that these people donated and we are returning the donations to them so those people so those people were they were they, ceos they were CEOs. top executives okay. of okay. oil and gas industry okay so the donations came through online it's not like they handed him a check in person and so he's going to return those donations, which, you know, essentially any candidate would have to, would okay. go through this process. When you pay it online, you're not going to mm -hmm. know immediately. Oh, right. It's not yeah. like some keyword comes up and you get denied. Right. Because you fill in that space. Right. I could put in stay-at-home mom, but they're not going right. to know. Well, so. and I work for a health insurance company. I'm sure no, anybody looking at that. It's not like they're going to know when you list your employer. You know, it's not like a keyword. I'm a peon. Gonna, Nobody, you're not, yeah, they're yeah. not going to red flag you immediately. Oh, don't right. take this donation. Wah, wah, well, wah. I think it would be the same like if you said that you worked for Koch Brothers, mm -hmm. right? And you donate well, nobody's money. Nobody's going to admit that. But, well, but you, you <laughs> have to. <laughs> Legally, you have to put it on there who your employer is. And if your employer is Koch Brothers, you have to put that on there. Like, um, okay, so let's move on though. So I just who is to defend my bank. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, Jen. So who's number five? Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren and <clears throat> what do you have okay well mine is from the early numbers so maybe okay. she hadn't reported I had Andrew Yang with 1.7 no Senator Warren at 6 million okay yeah um, so Senator Warren and I do have something to talk about this okay. um, something more important um, Senator Warren raised six million dollars from 135,000 donors um, this was since exploring her explore since announcing what? her exploratory committee. Hello, champagne, wine, sangria, all of that. <laughs> um, and their average donation is twenty eight dollars. But there's there's something important to be said here for uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. I consider her also another bay, and we have a lot of good candidates. I love cycle. her. I, love I, I consider her to be the most policy astute of all of the candidates on this platform that's that's not even something sure. we can fight she's the most progressive definitely and, and i've heard real quick i have heard her described as a policy genius who stumbled into politics oh yes 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 mm -hmm. that is she if you were to just oh my god she would be an excellent president Harvard professor come on she is brilliant and it is important to note that of this six million dollars at 135,000 individual donors at 28 average dollars that these are all organic. And I say organic mm -hmm. in the sense that she's not fundraising. Mm -hmm. So it's an important distinction to make in the sense for those who don't know political speak is that candidates do call time. They uh, talk to don donors. They do fundraisers. She has committed herself to not doing any of that. So she's not sitting there calling donors, rubbing elbows with people who can give her money. She's doing none of that. But she mm -hmm. does call the small donors, she does call them after no, they've given a donation. Right, yeah, she's not calling them. soliciting for donations. Right, right. So any dollar that she gets for her campaign is unsolicited. It's unsolicited. Yeah, and the only thing I've ever heard her say on TV is, hey, join our campaign. Yes. And, right. and help spread the word about our right. my policies and our and, and our our policies our cause. Right. She never says Anson to check. And, she and, never says that. And for me, I admire it, but it's, as a, a campaign manager, it's also frustrating. <laughs> right. Really because bad idea. Of, like, <laughs> funny. Right. Because she still comes in at a really high number of how much she's raising, and I think that if she were making that ask, that she would be a top contender just given her knowledge. And I appreciate the fact that she's relying on her political astuteness, on her policy astuteness, for people to like her enough to donate. There's something to be said about that. But she's not soliciting anything and is still coming out a little bit on top. Yeah. So uh, all of them are 100% grassroots based. 
So that's important to keep in mind. So I have a question for you, Mishy, uh-huh. um, as someone who's ran a campaign. So we've got, you've got the candidates where you, they have to do call time to do these things. They have to go to fundraisers and whatnot. And then you have Elizabeth Warren who's saying, I'm not going to do that. She's not going to get as much money. Reality is she's just not going to get as much money. Right. But can you look at that as a, being offset by the fact that you don't have to pay as, you don't have to have as large a fundraising team. You don't have to have as large of an events team and that type of thing. So do you feel like she? it's not necessarily going to hurt her? I. So here's the thing. In other words, the percentage of her donations are going to straight into talking yeah, about Yeah, she's policy. not having to put as much money yeah. into making more money. I understand your question. Thank you. And, That's exactly it. And per a conversation that I had with a friend the other day, this is the most frustrating aspect for me for her campaign, just because of how brilliant she is. And in politics, whether we like it or not, money matters. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the more money you have, the more resources you have, Mm -hmm. especially for a primary that's this large. If it were her and, say, another two or three candidates, I would say it really doesn't matter. But here she is competing with Bernie Sanders, who's coming in at 18 plus million dollars and other people. She needs to fundraise for competitive purposes because the more money you have, the more resources you have. And no matter if she's the most progressive, the best at policy, you have less resources because you have less money. So I don't think she's... The more people you can reach, the more airtime you can have because you have the The more people you can hire, the more people you can pay. So it's it's not a plus. Field field organizers, door door knockers, all that, block walkers, for the fields... Totally. It makes me feel great. But for a campaign manager and for being competitive for a primary that's this large, it's quite frustrating for me. And not only that, you know, on top of all of that, she's not getting as much press as the other candidates. So, I mean, we don't know. Like, I want to say it's because she's a woman, but I don't know because... No, because Kamala's Kamala's getting. I mean, yeah, Kamala's getting all kinds of attention, Mm -hmm. and she's getting all kinds of press, and she's up there. Kamala also has contributors that are that are press, right? And she's up there that that you can dwindle down to CNN, right? She's up there with Bernie and Beto, and she's. I mean, she's holding her own. Elizabeth, as brilliant as she is, and I absolutely love her, and I would love to have her as president. She's not, there's something missing there. There's, there's kind of this wide gap that's not bringing and her the same attention. So, like, I if talked you're going to cut off this. fundraising, it better be because you're a damn good inspirational speaker. And that's, I talked about like this a little happening. bit, and I, mm-hmm. I see this with, a, with the past most qualified. I was assuming. Oh, I was going right there. I was going right there. <laughs> person ever run for office also happens to be a woman and I said this to a to a group chat of ours I said she's in danger of being Hillary yes yeah which means you get to a point where in your mind you know that you're the most qualified person everybody else who's paying attention knows that you're the most qualified and you think you're going to run just on your merits and you don't need all the kavifi to go along with it <laughs> right and Kofefe. And I think that's what she's doing here is that she believes so much in how well-versed she is in policy and how great of a job that she can do, which is, we can't fight that. It's but not people enough. are people, emotional voters. Yes. And not only are they emotional voters, and I'm sorry to say this, voters are not smart people. Right. Hang me on it, but 
voters are people who vote emotionally in things yes. that they can relate to. And we have the, not learned from 2016. And the average voter is not sitting there and going through the policy, your policy portfolio and looking at the things that you can do. It's, that's for us, politicals, political junkies who are going, oh my God, I marvel at all of this policy. Most average people who are voting want to know what you can do for them. They want to feel the feels. They want to get excited. Yeah. And so I say she's in danger of being Hillary because of this. Because most people outside of those small political circles who understand, you know, the day-to-day runnings of a campaign or what holding office takes, don't understand truly how much of a policy genius that she is. And to make up for that, she needs to be out there getting the media, like Jen said, and fundraising. Yeah. And she, if she, she doesn't, she emotional. is in danger of hillering herself and going, I cannot believe I even have to go through this shit. Do you know how fucking smart I am? And this isn't just Do you know who Hillary. the fuck I am? I know. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about Hillary in 2016, really in 2008. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people said the same thing, is that when it was her against Obama, she was the policy genius between mm-hmm. the two of them. And she... He was the dynamic one. He was the he dynamic was one. The he was the orator. He could move you. He made you emotional. And change, come on, come change, on. change, right? I, Listen, feels change, Ugh. and some policy, he, good policy no, too. No, yeah, but he tugged at your heartstrings. Yeah, Kamala is actually proving that it's that because she's out there. When I listen to her speeches, it's pure emotion. Mm-hmm. She's not out there talking about policies and and specifics. Once in a while, she will pepper that in. You know, the, she'll get into talking about specifics, but the majority of her speeches are emotional, tug at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. You know, all she, the stuff that stories. the other men are doing, their stories, and it's working because she's up there with Bernie and Beto. And, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth has to, she has to find other stories than her upbringing. Yeah. Her upbringing. Something. We, I mean, who all knows her upbringing? Of her father lost her job. Her mom had to go get a minimum wage job, and she supported them. They're and all then like Elizabeth, that. And then Elizabeth, and they put Elizabeth through school yes. through her mom's minimum wage job, and they were able to pay the mortgage. She has blah, to find another story. Something happens with candidates who are so firm in what they know and what they believe in and what they've worked towards that they believe that everybody can see that, right? But people don't. Voters don't, no. y'all. And I've gone on record to say time and time again, voters are emotional people. And I... I've even had the same conversation. A candidate that I currently work for right now is a brain scientist. Super smart, super policy-versed. And it's a, but majority of the things that he's also concerned about is that people need to see past that. And people need to feel like they can relate to me and feel like I, we can sit down and have a beer together and then listen to all those things. And I think that's a balance that Senator Elizabeth Warren has to strike. You're great. We know you. You're smart. Yeah. But do I want to sit down and take three shots with you and then talk about all the things that are affecting my life? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's not just because she's a woman or whatever the case, because Kamala is doing those things, even though she, she also knows policy. It's relatability. To Kamala. Right. It's relatability. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I think that matters a lot. Like when she tried, I mean, she announced her campaign when she was having to be with her husband yeah. but it didn't seem genuine right let's right. just face it yeah. i mean although i think elizabeth would probably be a hoot to hang out with oh, no. i think she would i, I yeah. think she would. And, and i think she has all the right ideas like when she came to dallas she came and she went to a barbecue restaurant in south dallas god bless her heart it was on a sunday in early in the morning and all the black folks were at church. <laughs> but she had the right idea. So close. She was yes. so she close. Did know. She was so close. But she yes, so did know. Yes. 
even I know that that's not a good move. In Texas, in the fucking Bible. She was in the Bible Belt, too. Yes. Like, she just had no idea. Okay. Boy, right. she's going to fuck so, up in Alabama. Last, last minute, or, or last thing right. on, uh, last thing on this is that, so of the top five, unless we have like a six, seven, eight. We do. Again, I want to bring in just a, a, names, a an just underdog, just okay. right under. Amy Klobuchar comes in with $5.2 million. That's not off from some... Senator Elizabeth Warren, six million dollars. No, it's that's really not bad. That's 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 not bad at all. That's she okay. <laughs> but no, here's but here's the thing that I'd like to raise five million dollars. <laughs> five point two million dollars. The thing that was really interesting to me was that this was all raised in the seven weeks from the launch of her campaign Shit. on February tenth to March thirty first. Wow. That's not a fucking joke. No. That's, these numbers are all relative. You need a spreadsheet to spreadsheet. Jesus, a little second language. You need a spreadsheet to break all of this down. This was raised from February 10th to March 31st. Y'all, $5.2 million. And you will know that the, the individual contribution amount is higher because of this at $40. $40 average contribution. And 85% of the donors give less than $100. But is she still no packs? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to wrap it up, $57 million from the top six mm-hmm. fundraise, fundraising Democratic national, I mean, Democratic uh, nominees, nominees. Or potential or nominees. Potential nominees. Um, candidates. So candidates. $57 million to Trump's $30 million. I mean, to me, I still think we're, I still think we're yes. good at this point. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Right? I'm not. Because he's raised $30 million, mm-hmm. and we've already raised almost $60 million with the top one, two, three, four, five, six people. And so we're, we're still out raising him. I agree. That's why I was saying I think we need pivot and his, tables. And, and his is probably 70% packs. Yeah. I don't know what it I will is. Be I'm the, just guessing. I will be the first to say because I don't give a fuck. I didn't look into the numbers. No, because. I will tell you, I know that the between the NRA and uh, the Koch brothers and name two Walton, other lobbies. Wal- well, the Wal- Wall Street. Whoever, no, I was going to say Waltons. Oh, Waltons. Whatever the Waltons are ever doing. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah. oil and gas. Oil a and lot gas. of his are definitely packs. Yeah. So, Jen. <laughs> yes. We have, um, or you have, I a have. bitch fest for I us have this a bitch week. fest this so week. So, we have a very special segment. Yes. yes. So, Jen's bitch fest. Um, I don't know how to sing this. Jen's bitch fest. Jen's bitch fest. I feel like I need to sing it with like Metallica music yes, or something. I feel like it would have a metal thing. My UT sign slash horns or whatever. Jen's bitch fest. Yeah. I don't do this every week because my antidepressants are so well. Although you do Jen has a bitch fest every day. Just FYI. It's just not on the pod. It's usually in our chats. In our IM chats. I mean. Or Facebook page. If you're, if you're personally, like if you're a, a member of my tribe or on my Facebook, I have a bitch fest every single day. But I feel like, you know, my antidepressants are working so well that I don't really have one that I need to put on the podcast. I mean, this is good. This is yes, good. Yes, it is good. It's but good. But this week, something really set me off. Okay. Um, oh, sometimes, shit. sometimes I come across a quote in a story that can really upend my entire day. Um, it's one of those strategically placed bits at the very end of a great piece about something that would bring goodness into the shit storm we endure on a daily basis. A quote that reminds you there will always be a grumpy, misguided, uneducated, heartless fuck out there that is ready to be a major obstacle to said goodness. The latest quote is at the end of a piece I read about Illinois 
Illinois State Hello Ryan. <laughs> Illinois State's attorney for Cook County, Kim Fox. And her plans, and this is really important, her plans to expunge misdemeanor cannabis convictions. Meaning people that are either in jail right now mm -hmm. or have served their time but still have on their records convictions for possession of marijuana. Okay. So there's this whole, like, you know, there's a whole lot that has to go into getting these records expunged. Let me start over. The latest quote is at the end of a speech. Yes. Or at the end of a piece I read about Illinois State's attorney. It reads, Kevin Graham, president of the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 7, this is in Chicago, said... The union doesn't support her plan to expunge misdemeanor cannabis convictions. Quote, even if the law changes, that does not change the fact that these people knew they were breaking the law, were arrested and convicted, once again disregarding the hard work of police officers, end quote. To that, I say, fuck you, Kev. <laughs> First of all, this isn't about the hurt feelings of police officers. Y'all did your jobs. In fact, y'all did your job a little too well. Now we have a disproportionate number of black people in prison, but that's another rant for another day. Mm -hmm. Expunging the records of those carrying convictions for something that is now legal is what a civilized, compassionate, compassionate society should do. It's the very least we could do. No citizen deserves to have this type of conviction following them around, preventing them from getting good jobs or building and improving their lives while others who are doing the same act are no longer potentially faced with the same fate. This country is long overdue for criminal justice reform, and, parts of, and part of that starts with giving people a second chance to pursue a better life, and we would all be better for it. So, um, Kevin Graham of Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 7, which is 100% white men, yeah. Um, fuck you. Suck a bag of dicks, Kev. Go suck a bag of dicks. Um, I'm really sick and tired of guys like you that are constantly trying to obstruct. Like, nothing better to do with his right. time. Like, why are you trying to obstruct this? We're trying to people give people try this, this beautiful second chance. Right. If they're murderers and they also happen to have a cannabis conviction on their record, it doesn't even fucking matter. Right. <laughs> because, okay, so... We had talked about this in relation to California and the death penalty a while back. Yes. Is there were people who were given the death penalty, put on death row, and then California repealed the death penalty. Mm -hmm. So right. they didn't continue to go ahead and proceed no, to kill right. those people. Right. They were grandfathered. Right. Well, they, they take them off hey, the death Charlie penalty. Charlie Manson. Right. You know? And so <laughs> this should be the same thing. It's like, yes, we convicted you of this crime, but we no longer feel this crime is punishable. By death. So, yeah. So, like, with the marijuana, it's like, we no longer feel like this is even a crime. Right. So, let's get rid of it. Right. I mean, like, this is, like, it all goes back to where he says, even if the law changes, that does not change the fact that these people knew they were breaking the law. The law, to begin with, was fucking stupid. Yeah. To right. put people in prison and ruin their lives. For a bag of weed. their future for a bag of fucking weed. Fuck you. Like, your job as a police officer, no one's disregarding your work as a police officer. Right, you right. did your job. Yeah. It's not, are you I gonna, guarantee you if you asked probably every single one of those police officers, I guarantee you'd have a majority of them come back with. Who eh, gives a fuck? You know. Right. It, it, it would I mean, be, like, 
Are you going to tell a judge? So if you arrest a guy and the guy goes into the first hearing, whatever it is, I'm not a law expert, but he goes into the first hearing and the judge says, nah, case dropped. Are you saying now that the judge is completely disregarding the hard work that you right. did of arresting the guy right. in the first place? Right. Fuck you. Yeah. Get over yourself. You are not the end-all, be-all of the justice system. You are a cog in the system. Yeah. You're, right. you're the first guy. You arrest him. The rest is up to just to, to the judges, to the prosecutors, the defense attorneys, and all that. And it's not putting that. society in, har- in harm's way. Yes. To release... Um, these individuals who have been convicted of n- nothing less than carrying a, s- most of the time, a small bag of weed. Yeah. Right. A, s- a small amount of weed. Meanwhile, there are now um, majority white men and women that are now starting medicinal, or not even medicinal, they're starting dispensaries. Hey, John Bonner. Boiner. Oh, my Boiner. God. Boiner. Whatever. Boiner, who is now a lobbyist <laughs> for the Canada. He was hey, a lobbyist for the cannabis. Hey, John Boehner, <laughs> whatever did you're out there doing with your cannabis and all. Like, yeah, he yeah. needs to sit the fuck down. My favorite right. fucking video. It's just frustrating that, that these same people that are now, their life is ruined because they did something right. that, yes, admittedly, it was against the law when you did it. And but it's I'm a stupid torn. fucking law. It, it is a stupid law. <laughs> it, but, but it was still against the law It was still against it. the law. So I do have... I am torn on that because it was against the law, but it is not against the law now. So I have full, really right. agree. It needs to be expunged. We expunge them because those same people need to be going and running the fucking disp- dispensaries. So, okay, right. So let's talk they're about. They're most knowledgeable. You know right. They're the business people of this. They know their <laughs> Yes. No, they we. So let's talk about that. You want to talk about? Okay, if it was the law at the time and they broke the law and they get arrested, you have a white person. I'll talk. Let's let's name her. I will name her Becky. No, Amber. Let's name her Becky. Let's go with Amber. Amber. Okay. Okay. No, Amber not Amber. Amber. We know Amber. No, we know Ambers. We'll just call well, her. We Becky. could we could say Michelle actually, but that's our name. But that's, that's I'm French. My name is French. <laughs> anyway, so we have we have Becky, who's white, a white girl who's been raised in the suburbs. And has access to lawyers and this huge white family that writes into judges. Um, we we write into judges and we say, oh, she's a great girl. Don't don't put her in prison for too long. So she gets a six month term, or six month sentence. Oh right. To be put into prison for being busted buying drugs, yeah. whether it's marijuana, whatever. So the law says you can't own this. But I'm going back to what you said because I know Just you said true. you're torn. Okay. So let's say you have another person. We'll call. I don't know. I don't know a name. I'm, I'm just gonna make up a name. Say ja- Jane Doe and John Doe. Jane Doe. Okay. So she's a black woman raised in the same situation, middle class. Um, has this huge family, but she's black. She gets sentenced to five years. Yeah. Happens so every day. It's re- it's not a matter of it's the law. It's a matter of these police officers and these fucking judges. Are making decisions well, based on the skin DA, well, color, and it's the DAs, as we've talked about DA, before. And the I DAs think it's also there's also something important to acknowledge is that it's simply systemic. Yes. Because there's yes. a reason why you have black officers inflicting this type of systemic oppression on other black people because it's systemic more yes. than anything else. Yeah. Is why it's it's more important to distinguish that. Like I understand it's, it's the law, but do you have right. to give the black the girl 
the maximum of five years versus the white girl a minimum of six months. Well, then I'm not system. even going to look at it from a racial thing. I'm going to take a look at it from an income disparity thing is that I know someone who was busted for weed in North Texas where it is illegal. They don't do, you know, just take it and leave. And so this person had to get a lawyer. She had to, um, her lawyer set her up with a plan where she would get, basically it's kind of the equivalent of deferred adjudication, like go through, do these things, and as long as you don't do anything for a year, you're fine. So it's kind of like probation, kind of like deferred adjudication, but so she paid $1,200 for a lawyer. Mm -hmm. She had to go to court uh, several different times. She had to pay, I believe it was like a $75 fee every single every, month of this year. Mm -hmm. mm. She had to take a drug education class. Ugh. So all this thing, I think by the time it was all said and done, she paid probably three or $4,000. that's ridiculous. And it, it is one of those things where someone who doesn't have that money is going to say, fuck it, I'll plea. Yeah. yeah. And so this person ended up walking away from it without that ever hurting her record. And another person won't. So yeah, there right. is a, I, that's another and example all over of that what disparity. a twenty dollar bag of weed, exactly. And it's just weed. Well, it <laughs> probably wasn't even good. I mean, it probably wasn't even good weed. It was stink weed. And it all brings us back to the same sentencing disparities between right. powder cocaine and crack cocaine. Yes. The only oh, difference was that yeah. poor people, more disenfranchised people, could afford co the crack, crack cocaine, cocaine, but more affluent people could afford powder cocaine. It's systemic and it's it's fucked up. Yeah. 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 So yes. my my so bitch, fest, bitch fest. my bitch fest was specifically about this people like Kevin Graham of the president of Fraternal Order of Police Lodge <laughs> Seven in Chicago. This sounds like something out of like 1984. I know, <laughs> um, but that that's my bitch fest. Yeah. I'm tired. Like you're a cop. Your first your your very first priority should be criminal justice reform. Right. Not, oh, well, you're going to hurt my feelings because I arrested him 20 years ago. You're going to disregard the work of my police officers. Fuck you. <laughs> Bitch fest done. So, <laughs> so now we will go to Mishy with asshole of the week. Ray. Do you have an asshole? Ray, I have an on. asshole. Wait, Ray, Ray. You an asshole, baby. You an asshole. You an asshole, baby. You an asshole. This is a song that I neither needed or asked for. <laughs> but you got it anyhow. But I did get it anyhow. Ray is writing a rap song right now called You an Asshole. You an asshole. We'll debut it sometime soon. I would like for all of us to take a sip before this asshole of the day because oh. this is stressful. Oh. Not in cheers, but in distress. Oh, oh shit. I have to pour. I have to pour first. You need to pour right. Glug, glug me, sis. Glug, glug, glug me. Glug, glug me, sis. I, I'm frustrated. Okay. This week's asshole of the week goes to none other than Ancestry.com. Ask me why. Oh, why? Ask me why. The whole tree is out there. Really? Ancestry, what'd you do? Uh-oh. So, you do? I, I what will, did they do? I will, de <laughs> I will definitely give you why they're getting asshole of the week. Really? So, Ancestry.com decided that they were going to release an ad this week. Um, an ad that showed, that was irresponsible at the very least, that involves an ad that has a white man and a black woman, that romanticizes relations no. between slave masters and no. black women. No. Oh, yes, no. girls. Oh, yes, girls. Oh, this, done. Fucked up this ad that presented 
more than a disregard that slavery relations normally included rape or were rape, not included, Uh. were rape, because women, these black women, were regarded properly by their slave masters. And they can't say no. Oh, no, no, no. And this is a fundamental problem with this, with romanticizing these relations. I will give you Sally Hemingway and Thomas Jefferson. And people like to talk about, like, it's the greatest romance of all time. Um, And in this ad, there is that depicts this white man in clothing from 1900s. He's holding a ring to this black girl and looking at her and saying to her, we have to run away. And he says, Abigail, we can escape to the north. There is a place we can be together across the border. Will you leave with me? Oh, my friends, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen this week because my frustration is with this ad, but my frustration is more with corporations at large. You want to market to black people because you realize that the black dollar matters to you, but you don't want to hire any black folks to sit on your to board do your fucking history. and tell you when shit is in fucking appropriate. Because even if, let's just, let's just go with your stupid narrative. Abigail loves Jebediah or whatever the fuck his name was, right? Let's just Jebison Beauregard. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but let's pretend that she does. Let's run away to the north. What happens when we get caught? Jebediah goes, "All right, I'm fine. I can still go up to Michigan or Massachusetts or wherever." Abigail's getting lynched. There is not much choice in any of this, is no. there? But Ancestry was like, hold my beer, bitch. Oh, God. And oh, no. Oh, Double down. They, when, after they, at, when he holds the ring to Abigail and says, there's a place we can run away together and go to the north, they then come in and they say, they fade, they fade to black. It's just all fucking directing and shit because they feel like they got it under control. Fades. And then a voice comes in and goes, uncover the lost chapters of your family history with ancestry. Oh, and I thought this was great because it also completely disregards that there are a lot of people who are black who cannot trace their lineage because they were sold time and time again. I, the levels of bullshit in this are just off, off the meter. Um, and then so they didn't come in and they do that. But this goes again to corporate America is that you want black dollars, you want to market to black people. But you're not hiring black people to tell you how to market to black people. Right. It's the same or, thing. Or if I could just add, or you're hiring so few black people that they're afraid to be the one to speak up. And even if you do hire them, you're probably not putting them in leadership positions, nope. right? Well, they can and say, then, uh, eh, that's as, bullshit. And then it this goes back to the same thing as um, just a few weeks ago, Reebok has probably the most powerful woman in entertainment, mm-hmm. Beyonce, and she comes into a meeting and they're trying to convince her to sell Ivy Park, which is her athletic line with them, and there's not a single black person sitting at the table. So they didn't even do it for show for her. No, and you know what she does? She gets up, she grabs her purse, and she walks out the door and signs a deal with Adidas instead. Yeah. So the lesson <laughs> Thank to you be Beyonce. The lesson to be learned here is that you want to market to a certain group of people, hire those people and ask them what it is that they want to sue to see in your ads and in your marketing. Black people are smart enough. We've gone to colleges, we're intelligent. As a matter of fact, black women are the highest demographic of college graduates at this current time. You can sit down with somebody who is very capable to tell you what it is that we want, how you can market to us without 
doing something this irresponsible and affecting your own bottom dollar without even talking about how socially irresponsible it is you're fucking your own company you're not even doing your due diligence yeah to quote olivia pope you want me you're earn me, me. <laughs> yes so in in good order and in good fashion i would like to say congratulations to ancestry.com for earning asshole of the week i got something Woo! to say you know what i'm gonna say something about ancestry.com here's the thing my family, both sides of my family, my mom and my dad's side of the family, have been here since before the American Revolution. They've both been on Ancestry.com to put up our family trees and all of our history and yada, yada, yada. Ancestry.com doesn't do shit for you. What you find on Ancestry.com is whatever we tell you is part oh, of yeah. your family tree. I found my cousin or my dad's cousin. I can cousin. go in. You know what I can do right now? I can go in and add Ray or even Michi, or you, Michelle, into my family tree in one branch or another and say, you married such and such and so and so. We're related. You're, 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 yeah, we're related. It's yeah. all crowdsourced. Yeah. It's just as reliable as Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Well, because it's not DNA, it's it's migration, right? Yes. Like, 23 well, but, Okay, we're talking about DNA. a couple of different things. Right. She's talking about the actual, just I'm, the lineage. I'm people. talking oh, about okay. the actual lineage in Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com was not trying to appeal to black people in that ad. They were trying to appeal to the white people who want to claim they have black ancestors. Ah, that's an interesting way blood. to look at and, it. And, and that it wasn't bad. And that and it wasn't horrible I because your that. white ancestor was a white savior who loved your black slave. Look, I can go on about okay. slave. Well, I Jen, that is a good point and a good layer, but there's also criticism from a lot of black people that, okay, my, I can only trace my lineage so far. You're not going to tell me which village you plucked my oldest ancestor from. Right. So there's been a lot of criticism about you cannot really trace my lineage what you do have are bill of sales and that's how you can train trace back my lineage or as far as like slavery only goes back at best four or five generations um and so that was a criticism and then unintentionally or intentionally it ended up being exactly what you're saying yes. it was even though i feel like it was an effort to try to say hey you know you you know you got some slave master blood in you. Let's help you find that. Let's help you get acquainted with Justify. it and say it's okay with but it. But they and don't it's want that. Love. They don't want the bill of sales to be part of your family tree because then for some reason it brings a negative connotation to ancestry.com. Yeah, it is a negative well, connotation. Even if that, let's but just, ancestry needs to take needs to accept response, not not necessarily responsibility. Just tell the they truth. just need to accept that they that's just need part to tell, of it. Here's the okay. thing. They just need to tell the fucking truth. Just right. tell the fucking let's truth. Let's just tell the so truth. So don't don't give me an ad that romanticizes that right, to make it palatable. Sometimes the truth is ugly. The truth is not nice. Like, they were I'm better gonna, off when they did that show. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, the uh, the tree one. Yes, I love that show. Yeah, Which I'm gonna lie, I love that show. It was a like who who am I or, or where did I come from? That's right. Is it on PBS or something? No, like, no, what did we do? No, no, no. When they did Rosie, that's finding my roots. That actually that actually does tell the that tells the ugly truth. But the past they did a lot of them for like Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big huge fan of Rosie O'Donnell. But the fact that they did her they did her lineage back to Irish. I'm Irish. I'm also Scottish. But they went back to our roots as Irish people. Yes. Because our family and the people our people are really fucked up. 
And the people that wouldn't convert to, Protest to yes. Protestants starved. So that show was great. If you're a but Catholic and Ancestry.com. Here's the let's let's all let's let's go back. Okay. Ancestry.com. Mm -hmm. Ancestry.com is not. I've noticed will not talk about the connection between our families and being slave owners. Yada yada yada. No, they won't. Um, because the whole thing about what they're selling you is that it's you're finding yourself and it's supposed to feel good. Yes. And this is completely missing good. the mark. A whole because lot of white Most washing. black folks know and understand that any white blood or any white lineage that they have is not a result for the most part of any consensual sort of relations because it's not the history of this country. Right. right. And for those that were consensual, you know what we did? We put them up in jail and locked them up. Yeah. yeah. Or we went and we lynched a black partner. Right. That's not the history of this yeah. country. And this ad was irresponsible. Yeah. So asshole of the week has layers. One, first of all, stop romanticizing slavery rape. Stop romanticizing relations. And of white saviors and white men who raped their young black slaves. Let's go to the north. And created descendants <laughs> that they didn't even want and thought were lesser. And secondly, in today's society, if you want to market a product to a certain group of people, not even just black people, I don't know, whoever, you need an advocate from that right. community. You need to hear from someone who is qualified to tell you what it is that group of people wants to see and it avoids you from going to a situation where you come off tasteless and profiting on one of the most tragic instances yeah. of all right so now we are going to end like i how i love to end the show every week drunk with, well <laughs> <laughs> that we're drunk oh my god I do, I do like that. <laughs> but we like to end it on a high note, and we like to end it with Ray's Bay, Bay of the Day. Bay of the Day. Bye, Bye Ray. Ray. Bye, Ray. <laughs> okay, y'all. I feel like I should say, Bye, Menon. <laughs> oh, my God. Only the people our age will get that. Only the people our age. Maybe she's looking at us with a blank stare, like, I don't yeah. even know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> Okay. So, okay. um, our bae this week is another underaged hero. <gasps> I love all of this. Why do we I keep I don't know on these I don't, underage? I don't know if I like the word underage, but yeah. I do. You're our making minors. us sound weird. It's Let's not our minor. minors. <laughs> um, Can we yeah. just say young folk? Yeah, our minor. Okay. Um, this is for eight-year-old Noah Lewis. Oh. She's from Georgia. Oh, her name is Noah? Uh-huh. Her oh, name cute. is Noah. N-O-A. Um... So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story. Noah's second grade class was assigned to put on a wax museum exhibit, which is where students dress up as a historical figure and they give a presentation on that individual's life and accomplishments. And Noah was assigned Amelia Earhart, the oh. you know, pilot. We love Amelia. Yes, <laughs> but that reminded her of another female pilot that was significant during the same time period, Bessie Coleman. <gasps> So according to her mom, Noah was first introduced to Bessie Coleman on an episode of Disney Junior's Doc McStuffin Aww. when she was four, and she liked her so much she wanted her own Bessie doll, which is Aww. just so cute. I've seen conflicting articles on whether her teacher flat out said, no, you have to do Amelia, or if she just pushed back because she wasn't well known, but ultimately, mom talked to the teacher, and teacher did approve it. But even after they got the go-ahead, Noah and her mom had a really hard time finding materials because all the books were over the head of an eight-year-old. Mm -hmm. So her mom, Moniqua, 
reached out to the Chicago Museum, the National Aviation Hall of Fame, and the National Women's Hall of Fame to help provide some information and artifacts that the second grader could use for her project. So honestly, you know, another bay needs to be Noah's mom because yeah, mama's right. helping their babies on the project. Right. Just, yes. You know, bay by, by default. Bay by default. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Moniqua. Yes. And Noah's report really exceeded all of the organization's expectations. And I'm going to drop a link into the show notes that she made a, a YouTube video to share her project with the world. It was Aww. so adorable. And you have to watch it. But when Monique was sent Noah's final project to the National Aviation Hall of Fame, the organization was so impressed that they offered to fly Noah's family to Ohio to meet Bessie Coleman's great niece, Gigi Coleman. And Gigi was performing a one-woman show about Queen Bessie as part of the Air Air Force Museum Foundation's Living History Series sponsored by the National Aviation Hall of Fame. Noah made sure to tell Coleman about her craziest aspirations, which includes jumping off a plane someday. <laughs> and Coleman said that the real one-woman show in all of this was Noah herself. Oh, yeah. And Monique was touched and grateful for the National Aviation Hall of Fame, which gave Noah the opportunity to have one of the most important moments of her life. Noah will now be traveling to upstate New York to give her Bessie Coleman presentation at the National Women's Hall of Fame in June. Monique really thought the reaction was crazy, like it's just a report. But the organization said, this is not just a report. This woman is not recognized enough in history, and yes. Noah is doing impor- mm-hmm. something really important. Definitely. That's so, fantastic. Kudos, Noah. You are our babe. Hey, babe. Thank you for recognizing an amazing woman amazing woman of color in history. Yes. yes. I love it. I love when we end on a high note. Yes. I, all right, all drunk right. delegates, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're as hammered as we are. <laughs> and you know what? Stay tipsy, my friends. and politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAP Pod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.